0: Taking some time to rest, it was the night before our heroes trekked southwards to the village known as Longsaddle. Nick suddenly woke up, experiencing a different reality where three of the group fell in the fight with the Dream Wraith. Nyx the only survivor. Our lone drow taking vengeance upon the ghosts inhabiting the desolate city of Mirbar, he ran into his former allies, now appearing as powerful wraiths themselves a tense struggle against his friends resulting in their spirits being laid to rest as Nyx received a mortal wound bleeding out in the streets. Reality suddenly shifted back to normal, and Lacutus sat at the bar with the party, eating popcorn and musing about the reality that did not pass. After taunting the shell-shocked party, he disappeared once again, leaving them alone inside the Supper and Sleep Inn. The group made their way south, finally. Nick struggling to see... Struggling with seeing a fragment of reality where Thrym died, leaving the drow alone once again. Their journey on the second day led them into a brutal thunderstorm that threatened to prolong their journey to Onsaddle if they kept up the pace. Near a small pocket of trees alongside one of the sheer mountains to the west, they discovered a small cave with a dead end shortly inside. Using that as shelter... Cax ventured out to hunt in the direction of the small forest. His quarry, he found, a medium-sized cat wandering in and out of the forest after not being detected by the small kobold. Giving chase and lining up two arrow shots in a row, Cax let them fly as the cat was flattened by a titanic scaly arm that crashed down with a mighty boom. Looking straight up, Cax was face to face with a huge... Sand colored dragon. And that is where our adventure continues. Maybe ten feet away, Cax. Looming down this long neck with these frills that kind of come out. The relatively familiar face of a dragon itself, you're not familiar with this one, stares down upon you in the pouring rain that traveling in, in little rivers down the scales and across its brow that's arched with spikes. It's almost as if it's smiling at you. Leans in again after crushing the cat beneath its claws tell me where's the rest of your clan Uh, would you
1: believe me if I said I was alone
0: the dragon sneers a little bit it's the side of its mouth stretching out into a smile and it shifts another five feet closer to you now about ten feet away you can feel the hot breath Coming out in pups, it's 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 getting colder out. This thunderstorm has really really sucked away a lot of the heat from the day, and as it exhales it, steam pours out, and an almost caustic smell reaches into your lungs as you inhale, um, almost making you a little delirious and dizzy. No clan. I'd never, I never said no clan. I just asked
1: if if you if you would believe me if I was alone.
0: He squints his eyes and takes one step towards you, inching closer and closer to you. No, I wouldn't believe that. I've never seen one of you alone.
1: Hmm.
0: Who do you serve?
1: Well, it really depends on whoever's going to kill me at the moment. To to be to be quite frank, even though I'm not frank. Are, are you going to kill me cuz I could serve you?
0: You would shift your allegiances that easily?
1: I mean, who's to say that i uh, 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 am alle- allegiance to anyone?
0: You hear this inhalation. It's sharp. It's almost like a sniffing of sorts. As far as I can tell, you're the only kobold within at least 50 miles.
1: We do have a distinct smell.
0: He leans down and puts his head on the ground. Have you ever seen the splendors of the world from above, little lizard?
1: No, I like I like the ground. I prefer staying with both feet planted. It's quite a remarkable view, really. I mean you don't you don't need to see everything from up high when you're real down low.
0: Tell me where your clan is.
1: Well, I did some scouting ahead. They should be back near Mirabar.
0: Are they planning on ambushing or attacking?
1: No, I just got bored and wandered off. And I call that scouting ahead.
0: Interesting. Why don't I bring you back to them, then?
1: I can make my way back just fine.
0: And another, like, smile appears on his head. What were you doing in that cave over there? Well, well, it's
1: raining. I was getting some shelter and drying off a bit, and then I said, meh. Just kept walking ahead.
0: And he lifts his head and eyes the cave from where you're at. So you wouldn't mind if I just check to see if your clan isn't in there. Would you? You
1: you can kind of do whatever you want. You're a big fuck-off dragon.
0: And he smiles, and as he does, he opens up his teeth. These these long sharp teeth as tall as you are. And there's a green glow emanating from its throat. I'm gonna be honest with you, Mr. Dragon
1: Man, you don't really scare me that much. Um, if this is where I die, then this is where I die. I've been on the plate of fire recently, as I found out. Wasn't actually the inside of a volcano. I thought it was the inside of a volcano. It wasn't. And I went inside of a giant snake that's probably a little bit bigger than you are back then and I didn't die then so seems fitting that I died to a dragon
0: he begins to turn away from you as he begins to walk towards the mouth of the cave saying you're rambling so Mm -hmm. currently Cax there is a big fuck off giant dragon heading towards the mouth of the cave where your friends are hiding or camping.
1: And he's not paying attention to me? No. I'm going to roll for stealth and just kind of stick in his blind spot. Okay, okay, sure. Um, that is a 15 for stealth just to stay like behind him and in his blind spot as I move with him.
0: Okay. He he's moving casually. You you notice that in, in your past dealing with Dragonborn or any of the humanoids, in intelligent dragons in general, tend to have modes of when they're really cautious and when they're just relaxed, and this thing is like just casually walking towards that cave as if it has no care in the world, you see its its wings kind of fold back in, and it's just boom, 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 just walking towards that cave. You see now drips of almost a glowing green liquid are coming from its mouth as it's walking. But as far as you know, it can't, Either doesn't see what the fuck, or he doesn't care what the fuck you're doing. So you just uh, follow him.
1: Yes, and as soon I know that when I left the cave, Nix and Thrim were sitting close to the entrance. Mm-hmm. If the second, the fucking second I get within thirty feet, if they can't see the dragon, but I can see them, I'm using whisper to say, "Hey, dragon, incoming." <laughs> But I I don't think that's gonna be a situation where they don't see the dragon, but I see them first. There yeah. is a
0: a it's it's a torrential downpour. Um, it's hard to see maybe forty or fifty feet in front of you from yeah. it's from that distance. Is there's just so much rain compiling out there that it's hard to see. Um, you do feel on the ground though the the shaking of it moving. And you're maybe like a football field away from from where you remember the cave being. You said I'm about
1: a hundred yards
0: away from the cave entrance? Yes.
1: Okay, I'm gonna take a decisive step to the side, away from the dragon. Sure. Like, off to the side of the dragon, and I'm firing an arrow back at the cave. Okay. Just a regular arrow. Um, the range on a short bow is 8320. And I'm just firing towards the mouth of the cave. Like where I think it is.
0: Okay. I'll have all... You're If you're facing what you think is the cave, uh... Alright, roll me a d20 then. Okay. Am I adding anything I... to it? Uh... No, I'd I'd say your ability to hit stationary objects is, is pretty remarkable. Sixteen. Sixteen. Um so as this dragon begins to stomp towards this small recessed cave with no exit besides the front. Nyx Thrim and Key. What are you guys doing inside that cave? Is the dragon in view yet? I should say, where, where are you guys in the cave, I should say?
2: Well, I assume where we we're left off, where Thrym and I are uh, chit-chatting at the mouth of the cave while Nyx okay. is trying to get over his existential crisis, and Thrym is comforting him. Okay. And Key, I assume... I, our, believe he our, was...
3: I remember I was in the back...
0: Yeah, you were... Yeah,
2: were you, like, tending the fire Tending or the
3: fire, I was assuming, tending yeah. The fire, yeah. All right. I, I can't remember if I took my armor off to uh, dry Probably
0: up. not. We'd just gotten in there. Yeah. I right. just started the fire and whatnot. Yeah, I feel like you guys were starting your, like, resting activities and the hunting. You had to find some fresh food, tending the fire, just kind you of... Were, like, doing the wind down. Yeah. Okay. So, the scene shifts over as the arrow is flying through the air. you get the the cut scene to both of you at the mouth of the cave.
2: Has the arrow hit, or are we still talking?
0: uh you guys would still be talking at this point so I know this... he came he came over to comfort you and and kind of try to peel back the onion layers of that whole encounter you had in in mirabar
2: it's an onion or a parfait
1: yeah last time i checked nick's is more is isn't an ogre and ogres are like onions
0: (laughs) what about cakes cakes have layers cakes have layers you're right it could be you know it was kind of delicious so yeah you know what we're gonna go with a cake
4: yeah, but everybody loves cake, and most people do
0: not like nicks <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah! See this, <laughs> this right here, this whole thing—it's a, it's an, it's an onion cake. It's a cake. It, it's... it's an onion cake. <laughs> Leave it at that. It's an outer, onion cake. Outer layer onion cake in the middle. Ah. It, it's like okay. carrot cake, but less onion. edible somehow. It's like carrot cake, but remarkably <laughs> worse. So as you guys <laughs> right. kind of uh, got. You guys had your conversation from the from the the last part of the session. Uh, Thrim. Roll perception and Nick's roll perception with disadvantage. Fair enough. I'm not even in roll twenty. What the fuck am I doing with my life? A mess.
2: Wow. Okay. Fucking loser. I rolled a nineteen. I rolled a nineteen and an eighteen. So eighteen <laughs> puts me at twenty-two.
0: Hey. Community. And thirteen. Uh, Nix, you you hear like the clatter of some sort of like the click as you you've it, it's actually kind of familiar of hearing like a bolt in the underdark. You 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 know what that sounds like from your training when you guys are shooting anywhere and an and arrow hits a rock wall. You hear that very specific clink and then like the tick tick of like the the, the bolt itself it, hitting yeah. the ground, like clattering. You hear something very familiar to that. Uh Thrym, you don't hear uh anything. You're just kind of looking at Nyx with concern. So, Thrym's gonna just
4: look at him and say I'm gonna tell you something Bjorn told me in battle there are two rules soldiers die and the second rule is sometimes there's nothing other soldiers can do about that fair enough but I'd rather
2: keep my soldiers alive as long as possible I'd rather that is not the goal I would rather not be put in a situation where I can't do anything about them about losing them hang on good did you hear something? Did you drop something just now?
4: Thrym will, like, look around. I yeah, not that I can tell. The
2: quivers hmm. of arrows that you have, those are in the bag of
0: holding, right? Yeah. Where's Cax? Right uh, as you say that, and he and Thrym begins to respond, Nix, you feel underneath your feet this occasional vibration. And it's almost audible.
2: Something's coming.
0: Uh, Thrim, now that he said that, you begin to feel it as well. Your sensitivity to stuff like that tells you it's coming not from inside the cave, but from out in the wilderness.
4: (laughs) All right, Thrim pulls out thunder and just quickly goes outside the cave to the side of the mouth. And this is a rock, like a rock wall, right?
0: Uh, Yes, yes, it is.
4: He's gonna try and blend into the side of the cave.
2: Dude, it's been like 20 sessions since he did that.
4: <laughs> right? After 20 sessions of asking well, the consistency of rock. I don't have to roll twice because chances are I'm not gonna get a natural 20 a second time. So that is 22. 22. Awesome. While
2: he's camouflaging, I'm gonna to try to call back into the cave for key. And just try to call back and tell him to
0: put out the fire. As you do that, Thrim, from out of the rain, Cax, uh, how far are you follow, tailing behind the dragon,
1: as close as I possibly can, while like remaining unseen. Okay. Quite frankly, like I dipped out to fire an arrow past him, hoping the sound of like the rain falling would mask. Like the whipping past him.
0: Sure, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it is right the him. the rain hitting, especially like around the cave as well, and everywhere around you, it, it's it's almost deafening. Um, Thrim, you see coming out of the rain this massive dragon head, kind of dipped down, and it turns its head towards you, and does a little nod, knowingly. And you recognize this mofo
4: I'll just walk out and then back into the cave and just be like it's our dragon friend from Long Saddle
2: it's Muldrez? yeah fucking hell. I'm
4: gonna go to the mouth of the cave and greet him.
0: you see him coming that's disgusting. And... <laughs>
2: is it green
4: (laughs) (laughs) that's his that's his legendary action just
0: he sees you and with a sly smile on his face he begins to say something with you with no audible thing and you can read lips yeah This specific dragon, it has very fluent abilities with its mouth. And you recognize it says, hold your breath. Hacks, from behind, you see the core of this dragon begin to widen. And Nyx, from the front, you see him angle his head above where the mouth of the cave is, from behind Cax, you see this giant green torrent of gas and liquid begin to just flood straight in front of it. From inside the cave, especially Key, uh, towards the back, is shocked to see this dripping liquid and green fog out in front of the mouth of the cave, just dripping right at the mouth. It's not coming in the cave. Thrym, you're right near it as well. I'm I'm assuming you told Thrym to hold his breath as well. Oh
2: Yeah, as soon as he said that and I saw the dragon rearing up to do whatever he's doing, I'm going to call out, everyone hold your breath.
0: So after ten seconds of this, Cax, you hear this massive laughter. (laughs) Die, kobold! Die! And then he sits upright... And turns his head around towards you, Cax. You may need to find new allies, little dragon. Ha 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 ha. And he says little dragon in like a very condescending manner. As his tail kind of whips you onto your butt. And he actually moves over to the side of the cave. And with a wing, he just blows the gust of noxious fumes away and just sits there, looking very triumphant with himself.
1: Axe rolled a 19 on his intelligence check, (laughs) and he's going to put away Whisper, nonchalantly, just break Whisper down and put it in its pouch, and hands behind back, walk towards the mouth of the cave. Because... Uh, this dragon said that I was the only kobold within fifty miles, so Cax knows that this dragon knows that there's no kobolds around. So Cax and is just gonna walk over to the mouth of the cave.
0: As you begin to walk over, and the the gust from the wing had knocked a lot of the fumes away, you see Nixon Thrym just standing there.
1: I I rolled a nineteen on my intelligence check. I was like. I think a fifteen will pass. Nineteen, okay, that's fair. So yeah, it's not fooling me with that he, one.
0: He, as you walk towards the mouth of the cave, he curls his neck almost in like a arcing as he follows you. He goes, "Really? Nothing? You, you
1: said I was the only cobalt around." And then you said die kobold. You gotta be you gotta be, We gotta wake up pretty early in the morning to fool me with that one. You tried, but they're not kobolds either. I mean, have, have you seen this one? It's way too large to be a kobold.
0: It's good to see you again, friends.
1: You're friends with a dragon?
0: You calm
2: yourself, Cax.
1: But you could've You could have told me you were friends with a dragon!
2: Muldres, I didn't realize you scouted this far north.
0: It's only a day and a half from Long Saddle. Maybe for you. That's about a day and a half walking. Why are you hiding in this cave?
2: Ah, the rain was, uh. The rain was wearing down on us a bit. We were just taking a break. We're not in any real rush. Why are you picking on Cax?
0: I wanted to see how he'd react. Most of those ones tend to follow the allegiance of... Such like me. Usually the... Evil ones. you will uh...
2: Um... Once he told me that he follows whoever pays the best, but... Lately, it just seems to be he follows whoever keeps him alive.
1: That's that's what I told him.
0: See? I smell another inside. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, another one we picked up in our travels.
2: Key, come out front and meet our dragon acquaintance. Do you still want me to put out the fire? No, you m- leave it. Leave it alone. We'll be fine.
3: Okay. I'm going to walk
2: out. Oh. Key, this is Muldrez, the dragon from Longsaddle. Muldrez, <laughs> this is Kashigalith, former member
3: of the Fangs of Wealth. Yeah, current
0: member of Veyron's Redeem. And he leans down just to stare at you. Hello, canned food. And just smiles. Hello, large turd. And I'm going to smile Ed. right back. <laughs> a hearty, <laughs> booming laugh, especially with your metal armor, like reverberates the, the deep bass of his laughter. I see you found ones with a sense of humor. That is refreshing to see. Yeah, he's got enough sense of humor for all of us. I suppose they can't all be doom and gloom like you two. Thrimm's not that bad. Yeah. I like a good joke. Hmm. I
4: just would like to see you make one. Aw, now that.
0: <laughs> Things have changed. And he kind of like sticks his head inside the cave a little bit because he can't fit inside there. And kind of angles it to like look at all of you, so to give you lies like the ability to be out of the rain
3: does his breath still rank from that or
0: uh it's it's better um there's you can hear like right at the mouth of the cave like like the sizzling of like the drips coming down like the caustic uh remnants of his breath the actor. You guys helped us out with our myriad of problems. And after your friend left for Luskin, we began to get reports of the drown near Silvery Moon. We have allies. Nothing more than occasional skirmishes. It's something that we deal with, but the frequency of the skirmishes concerned the Archmage. So he sent the bulk of our mages to assist in that region. All the way in the east? The report said they were at least one or two scouting parties a day being spotted. Or I should say at night. Drow raids? They're not necessarily raiding from our reports. I have yet to go out there myself, the Archmage wants me to continue to provide perimeter defense against any such skirmishes out here. But they haven't attacked anywhere. It's almost as if they're looking for something, the Archmage said. Nick, you have a
2: map, right? Yeah, I'm looking at it now because as soon as he said silver moon, I pull out the map and I'm just trying to trace out what he's talking about
3: I'll turn to Mix and say do you think they uh, you think they've realized Vayran's back they might have I don't think that's
4: what they're looking for
2: could be looking for us but more likely than not they may be looking for the redeemed they may know about the orb
4: that's what I'm thinking
0: Ooh, artifacts. That's fun. Anything dangerous we should know about? Uh, Potentially world-ending, but... You know, nothing new. Mm. No offense, but it's never cut and dry with the drow. I'm well aware of that. That's why I need to know what they're raiding for, or what they're scouting for. Well, the Archmage has more information than I. I kind of zoned out a little bit, thinking of who the heck I would torment on the road next. Turns out it was you. Yeah, well,
2: what else is new? Nothing, really. You know, it's been a while, and you're still just as much of a dick as you were when I first met you.
0: Thank you. And he, like, just has, like, a sheepish grin.
3: I'm gonna point to the Evermores on the map and say, Evermores is... That makes it sound like a swamp. Is it a lake or a swamp?
0: Ah, uh, yes, it is indeed. A massive, dangerous swamp. Perils, as far as the eye can see... When I say perils, I usually mean the trolls that dwell in the marshes that last for miles and miles. But we don't patrol there. That's normally between Silvery Moon and Mithril Hall's responsibility for the Evermores.
5: Hmm.
0: Sounds like if the
3: drow could gain even a semi-stable foothold there they would be able to run multiple raiding parties and have places for them to rest.
2: They probably wouldn't have too hard of a time building an ally ship with the trolls either.
0: Ugh, disgusting.
3: Hmm. I actually well, agree with you on that one. From what Edwin told us, it sounds like Mithril Hall wouldn't be uh, too against having a good old-fashioned fight, but
0: I don't know much about Silvery do I. As far as I know, they have diplomatic relations with Neverwinter and Long Saddle. I usually don't attend anything pertinent like that. I tend to fall asleep. But like I said, if you are you headed to Long Saddle?
2: We were on our way. Would you do you think Juritan could benefit from our
0: aid? You could at least find out maybe more information about that. Mm. There hasn't been a lot of threats that I haven't been able to handle around this area, so unfortunately, mercenaries like you aren't going to be a little bit wanting for work.
2: Now, with you melting everything in our path, we definitely need other work. If has got something for us, we'll take it.
0: Very well. I want to check out a little bit to the northeast, however. I'm assuming you guys are... He looks over at the campfire getting some rest?
2: Yeah, we were just going to wind down for the
0: day. Pick it up tomorrow after the storm. Uh, wise decision easily get disorienting. Sometimes the roads get washed out during things like this.
2: Yeah. Like I mentioned, we're not exactly in a rush, but uh, if we're having these kind of concerns, we'll uh, we'll leave probably as soon as the storm lets up.
0: No, d- don't be too concerned. It didn't sound exactly panicked.
2: No, it, d- it doesn't sound panicked, but if they're doing consistent scouting parties... Something's up. They're looking for something or planning
3: for something. I'd rather get ahead of it than fall behind. Nick, you can contact the Redeemed encampment, can't you? Yeah. You should probably let them know to send a couple of scouts out there, at least to keep an eye on them, perhaps track them, or scout the edges of the Evermore, see if there's a you know some sort of base they've been using, because that definitely looks like a strong place where they could begin to build up.
2: Muldras, have they been able to determine what direction the scouting parties are coming from?
0: I unfortunately wasn't privy to that sort of information. They've just been finding scouts? Mm-hmm. Alright. That's why I've been a little bit further away from Longsaddle to see if I can't scout out anything unusual. Alright. We no longer have the werewolves. To help us out with border defense like we used to What happened to the werewolves? Uh upon consideration of the location and any future drought threats, they decided to move, however, to uh the southwest of Long Saddle. Uh. I want to say it was between it was between Granite Hollow and Long Saddle.
2: Hey, a mildly unrelated question. From your vantage point, have you seen any decrease in the activity on Mount, Mo- Mount Houghton now?
0: Oh. The Mountain
2: of Fire. Yeah, a few weeks ago it was close to eruption. We're just
0: wondering if that calmed down. We saw the fire we saw the smoke plumes from here. That was interesting. And last I heard from Art, the Archmage gathering intel that It suddenly stopped and calmed down. The Neverwinter was experiencing minor tremors consistently. Okay. I take it you guys were aware of that as well? We were in it. Really? And he looks really amused right now. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we've been uh, a little busy since
0: last we saw each other. This party is full of surprises, now, isn't it? Yeah. Plane of fire isn't very fun. Oh no! Dreadful stuff. He looks over at like the at- the-, the bubbling acid on the ground. So yeah,
2: as soon as the uh, storm lets up, we'll make tracks for long saddle and catch up with Juritan. We'll sure. See what other intel we can grab.
0: Excellent help if you don't need anything else, I'll uh, I'll be off. Seen any game around? I know Cax went out hunting.
2: It appears he came back empty-handed.
0: Yeah, I seem to have interrupted his quarry.
1: That's not true, I came back with a dragon.
2: (laughs) As much as I would love to slaughter this being, I'm not about to eat Moltres.
0: Moldrus, is there a? There's
1: there's a lot of meat.
0: There any chance you've seen? There is a lot of meat.
3: Moldrus, have you seen any ericocra around? uh, Flying
0: around, uh, where the reports have been spotted. Now, that's a race I haven't seen in a very long (laughs) time. What would they be doing out in this general region?
3: I defected from Loth and began to work with Veyrin, I had uh, worked hand-in-hand with uh, an Arakakra, so they figured he might be useful for scouting if he's still loyal. Or hell, oh, yeah. even the Morfolk I walk with, the Evermores would be perfect terrain for them. That's Ambush City.
0: Morfolk? No, I'm afraid not. I saw a few years ago uh, a merfolk slave come through, but not one that would look dangerous at all, like you. And he like takes his like head and like pumps it up against your body. Thank you.
3: Yeah, you would recognize those two. They're definitely warriors, but
0: hmm. that's unfortunate. Should keep an eye out for them, though. I sure will. If anything happens with that, I'll relay it up the chain, as it were. Thank you. Give me ten minutes. And he very swiftly pulls his head out and flaps his wings and just jets up near impossible speeds that you wouldn't expect from such a large creature. And it 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 appears from Cax being like the most fur furthest one like near the mouth, as if he went like towards the west, like into the mountain area.
2: So Cax, you met Muldres. How was that?
1: Well, he tried to find out where the rest of my clan was, and I told him that they were back at Mirabah. And then he went into a cave, or towards the cave, and I shot an arrow, which I'm sure is broken. Um, But yeah, he tried to be like, oh, a big scary dragon, I'm gonna ruin your day. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I've come from the plane of fire, so I'm ready to die. And then he didn't kill me. It's been a fun day.
2: Yeah, Muldron is all talk.
1: I was ready to die, I mean... I made it through the plane of fire. I think I might have caught him off guard by by not being scared of a giant dragon when he's literally 200 times bigger than me, and uh, oh well. If that's how I go, then let it be a a fun tale. The Tale of Cax, eaten by dragons.
0: Kax is like a honey badger. Like, it doesn't matter how big something else is, it's still just gonna like bark at it and try to attack it.
1: Not so much bark, but be like, I mean, you really want to kill me? I'm tiny. What are you gonna tell your <laughs> dragon friends? I killed a kobold. Oh, fucking good for you. I, I melted thirty humans. What's the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you bragging about killing a kobold? <laughs> It's like Thrym stepping on a rat. Is he going to brag about that to Nyx? <laughs> like, I stomped a rat. Good for you. What?
0: He could brag about it to Rex. He
1: could brag True. about it to Rex.
0: Rex, right? Rex would, like, lose his shit.
1: Rex might be disappointed he didn't get to stomp the rat.
0: Yeah, he might throw one of those temper tantrum, like, three year old temper tantrums about it that he didn't get to do it.
5: Oh, yeah. So, Super. about
0: five to ten minutes later. As you guys are just having this introductory conversation, you hear this titanic roar come from outside, and just unceremoniously from the sky, a rather large stag just slams into the ground right in front of the cave. And you hear the flapping of leathery wings get further and further away.
1: Well... At least the meat's tenderized. Yeah,
4: with splinters of bones all the way, all through it.
1: Yeah, you can pick those out.
2: Given you the things totally... I've seen you eat through him, I'm, I don't think you're going to have a problem. True. Very true.
3: Hey, Nix, you want to see if rations taste any good cooked? Because uh, that doesn't look appetizing out there.
2: Uh... I really don't want to cook my rations because it's all dried fruit and I I don't want to eat charred, dried fruit.
3: You got fruit? I got fucking granola. You bastard. <laughs>
2: well, it's not my fault you chose to pack granola.
3: Yeah, I guess not. I'll trade you granola for some fruit.
2: Mind you, this is dried fruit, and given what Nick's knows and has, he's probably just got, like, a couple bags of raisins. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some banana chips, but, like, it's probably
3: raisins. Ooh, banana chips. Are you kidding? Fuck banana chips. I'll take the raisins.
4: Yeah, Frim's gonna go out and grab the stag and drag it in and start butchering it as best he can. Cool.
2: Use your poisoned hand
4: axe <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that's gone now I find I hit something with it at one point
5: mm.
0: right, um all right roll me a survival check to see what you can do with that.
4: oh that's gonna be
0: awesome What, with the obliterated stag yeah. Uh, that's a zero, so six even. Six even. Uh see so yeah, you realize uh all the limbs are just kinda snapped. You're you're getting the impression that the claws were what picked it up and like immediately like as it wrapped around just broke all of its limbs. Um but you do find some of like the thigh areas on both sides of the back legs, like pretty decent, and through just filtering through, and you're 100% correct that, like, a lot of the structural bones have just kind of, like, broken off into a lot of, like, the the better cuts that you'd be able to find. You find, um, you find a, about five uh rations worth of meat that you're able to salvage from it. Okay. I'm gonna cook those
4: up over the fire if I can find like a long tree branch from our wood and just sharpen it like stab them on there and cook it over the fire like it's a hot dog sure
3: want <laughs> to sit down in the corner look at Cax and say damn I wish I had that fucking uh, that bowl from your shop fill it with a little rainwater, chuck the granola in it smush it around hang it over the fire Boom, hot sludge
1: I don't even want to eat hot sludge. Yeah. Is that what is that what you used to eat when you worked for Lolf? Not far off. God. What a bitch. Now I see why you want to kill her.
4: Yeah. All the other heinous things he's heard she's done and it's the the food. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How dare you make him eat sludge?
1: Torturing male drow. Nah. Slavers. Nah. Hot sludge, though. That's where I draw the line.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's a Drake meme right there.
1: I expect a Drake meme format of that on my desk by tomorrow morning.
3: (laughs) Uh, That's easy for Ethan. The next time I see Nick's going in his meditative stance, I want to go up and talk to him.
0: Okay. So you guys are Presumably, at this point, now finally winding down. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna
4: eat one of the things, and I'm well, of meat, and then I'm gonna ta- toss another cooked one over to Cax, and then another cooked one over to Key, so he doesn't have to eat granola. I already
0: ate. And through, uh, re- regards to the the slim pickings you were able to kind of get from it, you you feel like. Like the, this, it, you'd be on the lookout for uh, potentially more elk to kind of chop up in the future.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. So I assume after everybody else has eaten, Nyx has had half of a bag of raisins. Pulls out his. uh going to pull out his new water skin and fill it with rainwater. It's like, yeah, I'm actually going to like step like 15 feet out of the mouth of the cave so I don't accidentally get some acid drops in there.
0: <laughs> some residual acid. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm not, not taking that risk. Good idea. <laughs> going to try to, you know, if it's a torrential downpour, I imagine it's going to take a few minutes. to, Even with a torrential downpour, to fill a water skin with rainwater is going to take a few minutes, but I'll fill up the water skin. Sure you
0: do, by the time you go back into the cave, you are chilly. Oh, that's that's fine, because I can use
2: meditation to get it off. Oof. And, uh, uh so yeah, after I fill the water skin, I'll go back to where I had originally posted up. It's like just inside the mouth of the cave, away from the pouring water, but... You know, still close enough so that I can actually watch the rain. Like, I don't want to get wet, but
5: mm-hmm.
2: I want to, want to be able to observe this as I go into my med- meditation.
0: Sure. As far as you can tell from uh, any remnants of Muldrez's acid breath, uh, you can't see anything. The only thing that's really remaining now is there seems to be, like, a line of, like, Sunken erosion. stone, yeah, where it had just kind of wore away, and the the rainwater had diluted it all and just kind of dispersed it at this point. And you're you're getting that nice, like the the rain begins to as you just kind of relax. And of course, after you come back in, it begins to fade substantially, and now it's just an, an average rainstorm, and it's it's kind of soothing. Yeah, in that what aspect. Yeah,
2: I'm actually not going to take my meditator stance, but. Going to like casually sit on the ground and lean against the wall of the cave. Sure. Just kind of watching outside. A little bit more of a relaxed stance than anybody is used to seeing Nick's take. I will assume at this point Key is going to approach me. Yeah, I'm not I'm
3: not able to tell the difference between you relaxed and you meditating.
2: <laughs> <clears throat>
3: yeah, that's fine. I'm gonna run up and tap you on the shoulder. Oh, hey. Hey man there's something I want to talk to you about, yeah I'm gonna try to sit down and lean against the wall with him. so you have this connection with Vayron you you can talk to him whenever, right? I have enough energy about once a day to do it, but yeah that's that's incredible. uh that first night we were in uh Mirabar. I had a dream and we were talking, and he said something about uh like a power or something, and then I couldn't hear him. I I assume that's the uh, you know, the poltergeist whatever that we fought stepping in. But I do want to figure out how you can communicate with him because I want that sort of communication with him.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't entirely understand how it works. I I mean, I've kind of gathered that I've had my connection with him longer than you have.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. But if you, like, walk me through the process of how you do it. Maybe it's just like a monkey see, monkey do type of thing. Uh, <laughs> usually I just go into my
2: trance and think about it. Just kind of, you know, assume my meditative stance. Sometimes I have to hold the sword, sometimes I don't. The sword kind of i don't know it's got it's got an energy about it i just kind of focus on that kind of block out the rest of the world and i just kind of mentally reach out i guess you could call it like prayer if you want to use yeah. that word
3: but it's just like hey Veyrun, you out there all right i'm gonna remove my armor so i can try to be a little more flexible and like, how's the meditative stance work? So you just like, you know, cross legs, you know, home, like, you know, just the, like, really I mean, give me a step-by-step of how you get into that stance. I mean, the it's
2: literally just me sitting. The, the it's, not, it's not a physical thing, it's a mental thing. You gotta block out the world, you gotta stop talking, and you gotta stop thinking. Just let the outside world in, and just let it let the let the two parts meld. Okay. The the stance I've chosen is literally just. It's a product of growing up without a bed.
1: Oh.
3: You find a way. Talking
1: loud enough to be heard throughout the cave.
5: Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. The- this cave is tiny. Yeah,
3: I, it was just a normal conversation, and the cave, you know, echoes.
5: Well,
2: yeah, depends on the resonance properties of the cave. But yeah, I assume anybody bothering to listen can hear us. I'm not whispering this; it's no secret.
1: Cax is cax is gorging himself on an elk steak that's been butchered horribly. <laughs> the butchering was butchered. <laughs> And he goes, I don't think that not thinking is going to be hard for for Key. As he's just, <laughs> like, jamming his face full of steak. Yeah,
3: wouldn't be that hard for you too either, Cax. Oh, so
1: I don't just... think. Already, so.
3: Yeah, you freaking stone brain. No. But... Ignore him for a moment. So just sit comfortably, block everything else out, focus on him just keep trying that's and it just that's... let the outside in
2: you've already shown that you have some arcane abilities you have divine power in you focus on that try to find its source try to find the
3: source of your divine power and reach to that
5: okay
3: all right I'm gonna offer my hand to shake. Thank you. Uh,
2: Nyx will very tentatively offer his hand because he's not familiar with this kind of thing. It's like, sure. Just uh, maybe if it helps try holding your holy symbol. Oh try, yeah, that was try, yeah, that was my mind. The you though, the sword, I hold the symbol, yeah. That that might help focus you. Yeah. Because regardless of what Cax just said, you think too much. Let your brain shut up.
3: All right. Looks like I've got some cave work. And one more thing.
5: It yep. took me
2: months to establish a connection with him. A genuine connection before that, it was just whispers and noise it really wasn't until we got to the plane of fire that i managed to break through and get a solid connection you've met him so you have some semblance of a connection now but just know it took me months to even get a word through. Okay. So don't expect this to work tonight.
3: All right. Thank you. And I'm going to shake Nix's hand after he offers it. And I'm going to go over to my bedroom and say, Hey, when, when you shake your hand, you know, offer the good, strong, hearty grip. Sure. Sure. As I wipe my hand on my pants. <laughs> Because Nick said stance didn't matter. I'm going to lay down, get comfortable, hold the holy symbol against my chest, and try to clear my mind.
0: Okay. So you're attempting to commune with Veyron? Yeah. All right. So since... You do it like I used to. D-100. I
3: don't have a D-100. I'm going to have to go to Google.
0: That's because we were trying... D-100s were cutting through... Uh, planes, and the weakness, and all that shit. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah, you got the shit end of the stick for sure with all that stuff.
2: Well, we were making it like a uh, commune. Yeah, yeah. We were playing by the rules of commune
0: for that. So, So, uh... for you, I'll have you roll uh, a d20 plus your charisma modifier. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. And I have a DC for that. Ramon D20. DC is
1: 35.
0: 13. 13.
3: Good thing the DC's
0: 12. Mm-hmm. So you lay down and... You grasp on your holy symbol. And you begin to just think. Veyron, 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 Veyron. Veyron. And... You then realize that you're just saying the same that you know how you say a word over and over again and then loses meaning? That a hundred percent happens, and you keep catching yourself on it. And you're getting kind of frustrated, and you just try again, and after the third time of doing it, the noise of the rain kind of fades. You don't hear Thrim's rhythmic breathing that he just normally has that can if he's not paying attention to it can kind of just be heard all throughout the cave and you feel like you're getting somewhere and then you fall asleep that sounds about right <laughs> So th- this is taking place during wh- whatever else you guys are doing so if you guys have anything else uh, yep. This this fine night in the cave.
4: I'm going to walk over to Nyx. Be like, we should probably let Veyron and Ildanoth know about the drow near the encampment. I was actually just thinking
2: about that. Where the hell did I put that coin? So I'm like searching the pockets of my cloak. I'll pull out the coin of sending after I find it. And try to talk to Ilganoth.
0: It works like uh, message, yeah, so you gotta... Well, it works like sending, so I have a 25... Sending, sorry, yeah. 25-word limit.
2: Alright, so I will say to Ilganoth, Drow scouts spotted in Silvery Moon frequent instances may want
0: to send scouts to check it out it doesn't take long at all and you hear the, the usual kind of echoey response from Ilganoth Berwin already reported has been scouting Silvery Moon for months they're not attacking they're looking and that is all you hear from Ilganoff.
2: The Redeemed are already aware of the scouts. He failed to say what they're looking for, but they confirmed Muldre's statements. They're just scouting right now. It's no raids. Seems like they're looking for something, but either they don't know or he just didn't say what they're looking
5: for.
4: Could be us Could be us, could be the orb Yeah, we do know they're already looking for us Because That whole thing with Mason And then Quince Sent them the other direction But that was months ago
2: It was But then that whole thing with Joe Gao, That was another one of Loth's plans And we keep undermining everything that she's trying to pull We just keep moving higher and higher On her wanted list how would she know that was us well he saw us and we didn't kill him if he was working with her it's pretty plausible that he'd report back to her that a male drow and a stone giant and a couple others thwarted his plans
4: could be but we sent him to the plane of fire I was well he got pulled into the plane of fire how is he going to report to her
2: How did Veyron manage to contact me from the Plane of Fire? Gods can reach between planes, and we know Loth has power. We know Loth has power. They could be looking for us, but why would they be looking in Silvery Moon? It is about where we came out. No, it's not. Silvery Moon is... Weeks away. I will assume, because we don't know the actual scaling on this map. Right. That was my my newbie-doobie world map. Silvery Moon is quite a ways away from where we came out. And at best, I figured the first place they would check is the mountain where we went in, because she knew that's where Jogai was supposed to come out.
4: Do you remember what direction we had Clint send send her in?
2: Pretty sure we told him southwest. We told him we were getting north. He was gonna send them southeast, but that was too close to the redeemed encampment, so we told them southwest. Which is the opposite direction of Silvery Moon, so... They may not be looking for us in Silvery Moon, they may be looking for something else. And it could be one of the orbs. That was my next thought. And if not an orb, maybe it's the other missing part of that device. So we know we have the trigger. We know we have at least one of the orbs. But Veyron mentioned that there was another part of it, aside from the orbs, that has to be brought together. Yeah. Silver Moves got something, but we're not gonna... We we need better insight. We have to talk to Juritan tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Even if we have to rush getting there.
4: I did say we, it was like a day and a half out. Yeah, but if we can reduce that. We should. Uh, DM, uh, about what
0: time is it? Um, at at this point, you guys have had your little escapade with Muldres, You guys calmed down, ate some food, had some conversation. It's probably between, like, 8 and 10 at night. Okay.
2: I have an idea for getting us there faster, but, uh... How comfortable are you with
4: flying... Never done it before but seems like it could be fun
2: alright first thing tomorrow we get to long saddle.
4: like a plan guess I should get some sleep then yeah you're gonna need it and I'll go lay down
2: what you doing Cax? choking on stag
1: cax oh. has, has been asleep since he finished the steak
0: <laughs> Nice,
1: hundred percent like he made his comment he finished his steak he noticed that thrym was like going up to talk to nix and he went mm, sleepy it <laughs> just went to sleep
4: <laughs> the, does cax cuddle his tail like a stuffed animal
1: are you actually taking the time to examine Cax as he sleeps?
4: I was just asking you, but now that you
1: asked that, yes I am. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at Cax, um while he's asleep in this in this cave, uh he's got his pack uh rested up and he's using that kind of as a pillow and you notice that neither one of his hands are visible from underneath like the cloak that he bought um, but he's wearing it off to the side like almost as a blanket um, with most of his head covered by the hood um, if you look at his pack you also notice that his dagger isn't where it normally would be on the side of the pack and as, as I mentioned before you can't actually see his hands at all um, it would be a fair, a fair assessment that he's more holding his dagger than cuddling his tail.
4: So yeah, he does what Threm does.
1: Cuddles his weapon.
4: <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. All right. So then I'll go lay
0: down.
2: <laughs> Battle music. Really?
0: Now this is part of the. Uh of the wilderness soundtrack that's intense it is Great. yeah especially after yeah I go to bed dun 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 like, yeah what the, yeah, what the f- here comes Muldres just sticks
1: yeah, his head back yeah. in the cave and breathes on you guys everyone roll initiative you're fighting your your goddamn dream demons yeah, yeah I was gonna say what the
4: f- <laughs> fuck is Threm dreaming
0: about right now <laughs> alright so you guys are getting some sleep Ooh.
2: I do have a plan to get us to Long Saddle Just throwing that out there Uh, To to whom? Everybody
3: (laughs) Um Cool so Why the fuck didn't we buy horses or something
0: (laughs) That is a great fucking question My boys This require upkeep not
3: if we sell them, when we get no, into the you box. Yeah, trouble. You just like,
0: you just ditch them right in the fr- right in the front of town, and then just buy some new horses when you're yeah, leaving the town. You, you see,
3: when you buy cross into horse, town, you
0: ride it to town. You slit its throat when you get there. You harvest the meat.
3: The horse's <laughs> name was Friday. Oh. <laughs> I was just thinking. The second we hit like the town border, we're in town. I'll just roll on at full gallop, and then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: while we're down I'm deliberately placed at the mouth of the cave so that I have my four hours down and then I'm keeping watch the rest of the night Sure. so um, passive is up for four hours and then the rest of the night I'm on watch
4: yeah. I'm also going to be very close to the mouth of the cave you guys sleeping.
0: Are but... two peas in a pod um, as you kind of just stare out um, you hear the rhythmic kind of bleep snoring of Thrim near you but after all this time you're able to filter that out very easily uh, you just kind of now appreciate the the rain tapers and tapers and then it's it's just a small trickle where you see right at the mouth you just see like the drips coming down from the slopes above uh, what you do notice as you are just kind of stilling there being on watch is these kind of small lizards uh just think like small like salamanders that you'd find in like the woods uh kind of coming out of the cave during the night and a lot of the times they seem to be kind of funneling towards you before they kind of scatter off and and then later on You see them trickle back into the cave as you start seeing the first, like, color in the sky. But besides that, the night is amazingly quiet. And you don't know if it's because you know you have a large dragon ally out in the world, but at least Nix and Thrym sleep like babies because they know the power of that thing and its potential radius from them. So the next morning, um, it looks like it's going to be kind of a moderately overcast day from the look of the clouds. The the ground is still kind of like patchy with puddles that still hasn't dried up yet. There's like a low mist on the ground. Up in front of you, of course, is that like copse of trees that are there. Um, but it looks like a nice clear day for travel ahead of you boys.
2: Okay. So as everybody's coming to, I'm going to try to gather everybody in a circle or gather
3: everybody up. Almost had something there last night, man. I felt like I was getting there. I was this close and then I fell asleep.
2: Like I said, it took me months to establish a connection. Yeah. Yeah. Neverwinter wasn't built in a day.
3: I almost took it apart in one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they took you apart in one. They did. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. It was painful. Alright. Cax Key. Nope.
2: How comfortable are you with flying? You
1: know, the the, the dragon asked me the same thing, and I, I prefer my feet on the ground.
2: I can understand that, but we need to... <clears throat> we need to get to, ne- to a long settle quickly if we're going to address our latest concern. And I have an idea for it, but we're going to have to be passengers.
3: I'm fine with flying. I got this really funny anecdote, but I feel like that's for another time right now.
2: Okay, Cax, if you need to, you can close your eyes the whole time. Let me hear the plan first. I'm going to turn Thrym into a giant eagle, and he's going to carry us for as long as he can to reduce our travel
4: time. You're, you're going to what now? Yeah.
1: I, I'm i with Thrym on this. You're going to what now?
3: I heard Thrym into giant eagle, and I'm all in.
1: <laughs> I don't think I like this plan either. Life. Brim, told all you parties. you
3: would need your
2: rest. You're the heaviest among us. If I turn anybody else into a giant eagle, we're not all going to be able to fit. You're the one that has to change and carry the
4: rest of us. Otherwise, this doesn't work. That, that uh, When did you be able to turn things into things?
2: Remember when we were in the the crypt with the giant
4: metal dragon? Yeah.
2: I attempted... To change it into something else to try to skirt around an issue but something about its makeup it's the I don't know whatever the hell it's made of kind of blocked the magic so I didn't really get to do it
1: but it's am
4: not gonna be like deformed forever right like it's not gonna fail and I'm gonna have like one wing and one arm
2: as long as you don't resist the magic it it'll work exactly as I want it to
4: Okay. I trust you. Cax, just think of it like riding on my shoulder, just higher.
1: don't have shoulders, you Bird! Birds don't have shoulders. Where right. are your shoulders gonna be?
2: If it I makes just... you more comfortable, he can fly low to the ground. I just need to increase
3: our speed. Yeah, Cax, I'll tell you stories the whole time. You'll be focused on me. Won't, won't do nothing. I'll... I'll keep you I'm not.
1: I'm, I'm not concerned about the flying or the falling to the ground. Now I'm just concerned about where birds' or shoulders are. Can Nothing. somebody explain to me where a bird has shoulders?
4: I'd right imagine between the wings. The, right between okay, the wings, where the head is? But you, that would make sense.
2: You're going to sit on his neck.
3: Right behind his head. You are the lightest.
1: Then where are you guys going to be?
3: I'd assume I'd be in the middle because I'm the heaviest.
2: I would have to sit on the back and Key, unfortunately, he would have to carry you in his talents. because you oh, are the heaviest.
1: Is... I, I'm into this now. I like this plan.
3: This isn't that far off from that anecdote I got for you guys, actually. this is. I'm, I'm okay with that.
5: DM, yeah,
2: I have done a bit of research into this and I'm pretty sure we meet the carrying capacity with just the three of us. Because if it was thrim, that far exceeds the carrying capacity. But I think between Cax and I being light enough, we'd I, I
0: almost could just chuck my armor not, in
2: the bag of holding. I'm pretty sure.
0: Won't fit. Yeah, I'm just looking for, like, carry capacity because I'm seeing rules is written for carrying capacity is your strength score multiplied by 15. So I looked at the stat block for a giant eagle, and that ends up translating to uh, 180... Pounds. Should be 240.
2: Strength score on a giant eagle should be 16. Because I looked up a different oh, I looked, up, I'm a looking different,
0: at... I looked yeah. up a different
2: thread. Yeah, but it here. says Yeah, 240. So there are other rules that I came across where it says at 160 pounds speed gets reduced by 10. At 320. Speed becomes... Becomes 60. Becomes 60, and he has disadvantage on, like, checks and saves and whatnot. Yeah. But we're just... To
0: to account for the over-encumbrance on it. I I do like that. I think uh, RPG Stack Exchange. Yeah. I'm looking at that same one. Well, I'm actually on Reddit, but, yeah. I don't know. Going on my with my Kachigalith here.
2: 18...
0: Ultimately, it it's
3: up to you whether or not I can do this. Yeah, we could chuck most of my armor and shit in the bag of holding till we reach carrying capacity. Like the breastplate wouldn't fit, and I'd like that because I'm being held by talents. But the helmet, the shin guards, glaives—those, I fit. mean,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. we can we can stow equipment. So a,
0: as you guys are. You guys, so you guys are sitting at the mouth of the cave, kind of, uh, your characters are, like, doing mental math on what's going on with this? Yeah. I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay, uh, as you guys are kind of doing that, and you get, and, and, because brings up the fact about, like, putting, like, taking off piece of armor, um, a shadow kind of looms over from the, the sunlight outside, and it encompasses almost everything in front of the cave mouth, and an upside down dragon head is staring at you.
2: Is it Mulder's again?
0: Yep, and he's just smiling. What do you if doing? If you were looking here? for transport service, all you had to do was ask.
1: I like the eagle better. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna pat Nyx on the back. You said he was a dick. This is sick. He he is a dick.
0: I I uh, I am a dick. Don't 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 t- don't take that away from me. <laughs>
1: is he gonna drop us?
0: No, he'd rather melt us. Oh, it's true. You, I'll, I'll show you. Next time we encounter something hostile on the ground, I'll I'll go down and melt it for you.
1: You dropped an elk.
0: Yeah, food. Yeah, food, he's, for
2: you. He's, he's a dick,
3: but he can be trusted.
5: Hmm.
3: Seems like we got our own, you know, special transport, boys.
4: I gotta, I gotta say, he is a dick, but he's a dick that's growing on me.
0: You might really? want to
4: get checked out. <laughs>
0: Mulder smiles. He me. goes, "That's that's that's just low-hanging fruit right there. I'm not even going <laughs> to touch that." He takes his head back out, and just a slam on the ground. Right in front of the mouth of the cave is Muldra's essentially like lying down with his arm extended out as if it's a ramp.
3: Want to walk towards him? We get to ride a dragon. We get to ride a dragon.
1: Don't sound so excited, it's kind of weird. If you're going to
0: tell the story, make sure you tell them it was a fierce dragon, you had to wrestle into compliance. You know, the fun thing.
3: Don't worry, the scales were like a thousand spears all over your back. Fearsome, the Noxus gouts couldn't could envelop whole mountains. I got, don't worry about it. I can embellish the fuck out of your story.
0: Muldrez looks over at Nyx. I like this one.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's a hell of an ass-kisser.
3: But he's loyal. I'll give him that. I'm going to give him finger crossbows and uh, hop on the back of the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Nice play. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. It was good.
2: Gax, are you coming?
1: I don't have a choice. Ever. I
0: mean, you could walk, little lizard.
1: No, they won't let me. If I ever take my time to think about something, which usually takes a long time, because I think about things for a long time, because it takes a while to process, I get kicked down holes, I get shoved through portals, and I get dragged by my tail. I'm getting on the dragon. And with that, Cax will get on the dragon.
0: (laughs) I mean, if if you ask me, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean...
4: We just don't have all day for him to figure out what he's gonna do,
0: and Please. I'll climb on. Cool. So, uh, one of the things you notice about Muldrez is now that you are physically climbing on top of a, a adult dragon, is the fact that the scales aren't slippery. The scales on Muldrez are almost coarse, like sandpaper. Um. So by the time you kind of get um, the the spot he kind of points out to you is like between where his wings are and where like the front where his neck begins it's kind of a rather comfortable spot for you guys to kind of like straddle your feet and when you kind of like grip your hands on him they almost like have a very easy time like getting grip on this so you guys are all grouping up on Muldras and gonna have a little dragon flight
2: before I get on Muldre's, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna walk up to his head, and just very quietly say, "See if you can't jostle the ride a little bit." Oh yeah. And then I'll get on his back.
0: Sure. <laughs> so he immediately he goes, "All right, I'll take it easy for you all. This is very disorienting." Let's have some fun. And with that, immediately, just like the night before, the wings burst out and flap down with the fury of a thousand thunderstorms as it bursts up in the air quicker than any of you could ever have imagined. And immediately, you guys are 30, 60, 90 feet in the air. And immediately, he he just takes one wing and slams it and immediately... Like his whole body turns and then both flap, and he begins to jet towards the southeast, following the road. And, and he I'm begins actually
2: screaming the whole time.
0: I would, I would hope so. Uh, you guys, you guys are beginning to ascend. He points out, and you guys can now see over the mountain ridges to the west. Um, you guys can very plainly see the the mount that you guys had gone into it's it's shape, it's it's the the pointiness and jaggedness that you guys have seen uh from neverwinter uh the darkened stone it's made out of doesn't match the mountain ridge that you're near it just points out and there is no smoke rising from mount houghton now anymore and it looks eerily similar from a different angle but it looks like the volcano uh Activity had officially confirmed with your eyeballs, uh, declined out like nothing horrible, potentially, this has happened to Neverwinter Wood in the region beyond.
4: Do we see a fire giant just standing there waiting
0: for us to come back? <laughs> no, not from <laughs> this far away, but you gotta imagine. Yeah, it's like a cutscene. He's just sitting on the ground, all upset, be like, I'll give him five more minutes. <laughs> so it's 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 exhilarating. You guys are seeing for you know miles and miles around. Um you see very, very far in the distance a couple twin spires uh that Nix and Thrym know as the as the spires of Long Saddle. And it's still very far away. Um, but Moldres is making incredible time. Um over the course, and it gets to be about afternoon, and you guys have gotten a little comfortable with even taking one hand off of Muldrez. Um, in between, like, these occasional bursts of speed that he executes with his wings to be able to kind of, like, reach into a pack and grab a snack and uh, idle chit-chat. Um, muldres you almost get the impression he's trying to, like, point out things below, but even, like, his, like, He's not trying to, like, boom his voice. He's talking in a casual thing, and it's getting completely drowned out by the force of the wind around you. Um, around midday or so, uh, Long Saddle is increasingly becoming closer and closer. Um, you guys are high so far up, and immediately, like, Nix, you feel like this, like, his whole body do a little bit of a dip like this. And then immediately begin to plummet. And then curve back to normal, and then plummet again. And all of you can feel his booming laughter uh, underneath the scales you're holding on to. And I would like everyone to roll a constitution saving throw here. Nix with advantage, because you knew this was coming.
3: Everyone gets a plus four. That's true. And I rolled a nat 20, so. Dirty 20.
4: 18.
1: 17.
0: (laughs) So, Muldras looks back, and you can almost tell there's a little bit of disappointment, as everybody has, like, a couple, I don't know what you guys are looking like, but you guys don't look like you're puking your guts out, and he looks a little sad about that. And it goes back to flying normal, but you guys are now maybe just about 200 feet above ground, just kind of running parallel to the road. Uh, beneath you, now that you guys are kind of lean over and look, uh, you see um, an occasional caravan, and you now notice that there is a road off to the east, to your left, as you guys are going down. Um, and it kind of, it look, doesn't look as well-worn as the road you're on, but it, it kind of drifts off to the east. Um, and you guys know, Nick as you're kind of looking at your map, you realize that most likely is the road that would lead to Mithril Hall to the very far east. <laughs> he begins to now slowly start a descent, where it's just kind of cresting slowly down, um... And over the course of the rest of the afternoon, it is now evening. The the sun is just kind of barely peeking above the horizon uh, to the west. And you guys look like you are about to uh, be kind of touched down right on the... Losing my mind here. uh, Kind of on the outskirts of Long Saddle. You guys are, Nixon and you guys are now recognizing, um, the area where you're at. You're seeing the farm that belongs to Clancy, and you're also seeing the little path that leads off to, um, an arch that's just kind of, like, sitting in the middle of nowhere.
4: I, I want to keep my eyes
0: open for that god-awful owl statue. Uh, you, uh, you're not there yet. Um... But you, you remember it was along the road. So after just a little bit, Muldras touches down with a slam. And he just put puts another arm out for you guys to kind of walk down or crawl down. So, well, you didn't lose your lunch. That was good. Now, that was as exciting for me. I wasn't sure if one of you was going to go flying off when I did that little trick of mine. Uh, glad you all survived. That would have been a little bit embarrassing, to be honest. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'll have you guys uh, walk the rest of the way. I'm gonna go head up to the roost and take a nap.
3: Thanks for the ride.
0: The enjoyable ride. (laughs) If you ask me, it's a wonderful way to say thank you for what those two have done for Long Saddle. So. Take a little advice from uh from them every once in a while, would you? They'll they'll lead you in the right direction. At least that's the impression I got. Hear that,
3: Cax? We're with local celebrities. W- weren't we local celebrities in
1: Mirabot too?
3: Yes, yes, but now we're dirty peasantry. They are the local celebrities.
1: And then you try to convert everyone to your religion? Yes. After yes, calling the, after calling the town healer a heathen for not believing in your religion?
3: I won't call him a heathen.
1: You sure? I'm
3: not willing to bet on it.
1: <laughs> you you lose most bets to me, so that's wise. Yeah. What a heathen. Ah,
0: there you go. So up above you guys, um, to the right, as you guys are kind of walking now the path Muldres has taken off, and it looks like he was heading in the direction of Long Saddle as well. Uh there are very two very large towers, uh, Key and Cax. Um these things are rival some of the architecture that you guys are uh kind of know from Neverwinter. Where these things are practically skyscrapers, um, you get the impression that this wasn't made by humans or dwarves, um, but you kind of identify it as like basic elven architecture in this town, uh, with with a lot of green, uh, kind of with the rock, and you're you're not exactly sure if it's a paint, but it's very bright, um, kind of really really sticks out in this area. Um there seem to be a lot of windows and it looks like you can now see mullions rise to the top of the tallest one and kind of disappear over the backside of like the point at the top the spire. Um I
1: think the uh, founder was trying to compensate for something how large those towers are.
4: You know what would be even scarier? It's an What's exact that? replica.
1: That would be scary
3: argue that's more impressive but I mean you few, few can say that their genitalia are architecturally sound
1: <laughs> I was just talking about like his house
4: have we come Ooh. across that statue yet
0: uh yes as you uh, wander your way into uh past the area that has Clancy's farm and a little past that beaten path that leads to uh, to the arch that you know of. Uh, you expect, and you almost prepare yourself to be like disappointed, Thrym, from last time you saw it. This time, however, as you kind of go around a bend and see it, you notice it, um... Where the hell is it? All of a sudden, you expect that shitty little owl statue. Uh, instead, you are greeted with a gorgeous... Like real-sized horse statue, and as you get closer to him, you realize this thing has amazingly meticulous detail, like added to it, like down to when you look at the mane, you can almost see the individual hairs that were chiseled into this thing.
4: so as we're walking around to where it is, you're just gonna hear Thrim like. Ah getting ready to spit on it again and then as he comes around the corner and sees that he like swallows and chokes on his own spit
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thrim, as you go and you kind of like you begin to almost like it, walk around and really kind of critique the living fuck out of this you do notice there seem to be uh yachting runes etched in the back of it Ah. that you can read And it says, Stone Chewer. That's good to know. After that, um, you guys enter uh, Long Settle proper. And with that, uh, now would be a good time for us to take our break. And we're back. Uh... So now you guys are are kind of still on a dirt road, but this one, as you kind of get into town proper, just like a lot of these like villages and random towns that you come across, uh, the the dirt road here is more packed down and it's not prone to having big giant divots in it from just weathering and wearing away. Um, on the on the left hand side of the road, you see the typical kind of town format. You can definitely identify a couple places of business. Um, uh, A little cobblestone road that kind of travels into a little bit of a what you'd assume is a residential area. And on the right-hand side of the road, you now see those giant towers. One of them seems to be in front of a, a very large, ornately decorated giant stone bridge. And then there's another tower, but at the bottom of the tower, across the bridge, is a very huge facility at its base. Um, there's the same elven towers that you saw before. Um, Nix and Thrym, as you guys are kind of walking and you, you guys are kind of getting to where you know the cobblestone path leads to where the, the areas where you kind of had to go in and you did a couple side quests at... Um, there is not a lot of people in the streets. I mean, it is becoming kind of, you know, whenever one kind of rests. But you've been here. You you guys spent a, a quite a decent amount of, like, rest time here and research and explored the town. There should be a lot more people kind of coming and going in the area that, ha- that you know has a couple bars at. There's a couple places where people hang out and kind of gather. Um, but there's not a lot of people at all. There's just... um Mostly civilians. You're you're used to seeing the three colored types of robes, um, of the three different practices of uh, of casters here, um, and you're not seeing a lot of them. You're seeing like uh, a couple in red and one yellow through your uh, passing just on through. So you guys are kind of, I would assume, right about there, coming in. Uh, so. What would you guys like to do? Um, I'm
2: making tracks straight for the uh, straight for the building where we originally got the writ. Sure. I'm going to head straight there and see if our little concierge woman is still there.
0: Okay. Um, everyone else following? Yeah. Yeah. So you you go over and you, you remember it being a, like a registrar's office. Um, yes, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Trim, you look over and you remember having a little bit of a, a fuck you moment with the woman inside and having ripped off the frame at the top. Um, you look now and it, it doesn't look like there has been any other issues. Uh, you you did do a decent patch job last time and you as you get closer to it, you realize they just kind of put a fresh coat of paint over it um but your your architectural uh, ability has has it makes it look nice it looks like you didn't trash it out of a little bit of a <laughs> i don't like you moment <laughs> for the woman inside um there there are so it looks like some candlelight inside and the door is currently closed as you approach NYX.
2: I'm bang on the door.
0: Sure. And you just hear from the inside a little kind of squeaky voice, say, Yeah, coming. And after a little while you, you see the door kind of creak open and he looks up and you see a, a little gnome guy. Little little red beard. And he's wearing like this like Guy f- Thrim guy. guy. Why are they
4: always men? <laughs>
0: Let they me shoot keep, my shot, they, DM. They, they, <laughs> they, they keep the women, you know, hidden away from... They know Thrym is coming, so they gotta cloister them away.
4: Let me shoot my shot. Did they
3: know we were coming, unless they're lost spies. Oh, blowing it
0: wide open. <laughs> and he has a, uh, like a little red cap on. And he looks up. I remember you. For you, I work here. What? What can I do for you?
2: I seem to have misplaced my uh my passage into the Ivy Mansion. Okay. Um. And uh, you... I need a new one written up for for these
0: two as well. Sure. He he leans out. All right. Come come in. Okay. And you, you look inside, it's the familiar kind of desk setup that you saw before. Um, you see this little little red-haired gnome kind of, like, walk around the counter, and he kind of gets up on, like, a high stool that he kind of has to, like, put effort into climbing up on top of. And he sits down, and he takes out a quill, and he begins to write something, and you can't quite see um, the, the the other side of its kind of lower Um, kind of on purpose to kind of mask what he's doing. He looks over at Thrym and kind of like scribbles without even like taking his eyes off of Thrym and does the same for Nyx. And he takes takes a piece of paper and like slides it up and both of your images are on the single piece of paper. Um, And it's the spitting image of you guys. Um, And you do notice the ink below kind of has a little bit of a, a glint of light that's emanating from it. He goes, you too. Well, oh, he peeks over the counter. Names. I am Kishigalith. How do you, get, How do you spell that?
3: <laughs> oh, uh, K. K. E E. Yes. S H.
0: Okay. I G. Uh huh. I L. I L. A. Nah. T H yeah You think of ever, like, you know, condensing that? Whatever, that's not my job. Okay, um, purpose here? Same as these two? Yep. What's the purpose?
2: To spread the word of Veyron. Ignore him. We're here to see Juratin.
0: Okay, and you can vouch for these two, I'm assuming? Yeah.
2: yeah, they're with us.
0: Excellent. And he scribbles a little bit more without taking his eyes off of you. And slams a piece of paper up and slides it over to you. Same thing, the spitting image of you in your armor. Um, with your name just all the way across the piece of paper.
3: Yeah. I, I didn't get a moment to get ready. Okay.
0: Ah, uh, Kobold, huh? Interesting. And he like kinda like rolls his eyes. Name How do, you, how do you spell that? Oh, oh okay, you have a name.
1: K-A-X.
0: He kind of looks at Key. <laughs> he begins to, like, do up. And this one takes a little bit longer. And as he, as he kind of slides it over, he kind of, like, leans the piece of paper so it, like, flops over so you can, like, reach it from your height. And yours... Is, is is very, very meticulous detail. Like, down to, like, your scales. Um, but there is a hint of, like, an evil scowl to the face. Hmm. Same purpose as them? Yeah. No trouble.
1: I'm just along for the ride, honestly. I mean, I I don't know what I'm doing here.
0: Great. He looks over at you. Please keep an eye on him. Uh, yeah, sure. Excellent.
1: If he has an eye left.
0: You kind of like... Anyway, good to have you two back. The word got around of all the fine things you did, so welcome back. No charge for this, of course. Thank you. Like, well, I gotta shut down. If you guys wouldn't mind, I gotta get home. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, we have to get on our way anyway. Okay, so he uh, escorts you guys out, and he closes the door. And he just kind of he, he like reaches over. And he's like, "Shit, forgot my stool." And he looks over at key. He goes, "You mind?" And he like offers you a key. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll. Uh... Open the door, walk
3: in, and get his stool. But I do want to take a quick glance around—not anything so it's like, you know, I'm in there too long. Just a quick glance at stuff behind the desk.
0: Sure. Uh, roll a perception check.
3: Alright, let to check what my perception is. I believe it is. Okay. Six.
0: Six. You just look at the table, and really, the only couple—it's—it's it's not like there's a lot of crazy shit back there. You notice a large stool with like a little step area for the gnome. Um, but on top of the table, there's a couple of vials of ink that seem to kind of radiate a little bit, like kind of like a little glow light, um, and a stack of empty papers. But from oh. the from from that perception check, you're not you. There's not a lot to see back there. Yeah. I figured
3: I'll bring back the stool and close the door.
0: Ah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. it down, And he like gets up on the stool to like lock the door and gets down off the stool. And then you see him kind of just take the school stool and kind of like throw it over his back. And he begins to like walk towards uh, the part of town that has all the residential buildings. Uh, you guys presumably are going over the bridge. Yeah, I'm heading straight to the mansion. Sure. So you guys uh, take a pass um, and on your right hand side, as you guys are beginning to cross the bridge, you notice the, the smaller of the two towers. You guys are passing it um, and and two of you recognize the fact that this is where a lot of the wizards live in this area. Uh, you knew that Harkle uh, lived in this building. Uh, you His cross name the, is Spunky. Spunky, my bad. Spunky the Dough. Um, as you guys pass, um, Nixon Thurman, you guys were used to it. Um, two other boys. As you pass, you almost get to this point. Right as you begin to step onto this stone bridge, it feels like you're you're passing through something, and. Are you guys holding your writs still, or do you guys pocket them? I'm I'm holding mine, and if I
3: can, I'm going to take a sneak peek at uh, Kax's drawing and be like, What the fuck? His
1: looks sick. I, you're, are you, like, obviously looking at Kax's?
3: Yeah, I got the whole neck arch. and
1: I'm going <laughs> to let Cax is going to look at his and just go, That little bite-sized prick. He made me look evil.
3: You look badass, dude. I thought he was gonna give you some cartoon caricature. You know, I was gonna make you look like some goofball.
1: Some what? What?
3: Some goofball. But now you look like some battle-hardened, absolute badass, dude. That's sick,
1: dude. He didn't. He didn't even get the get the cax charm. I look like a dick.
3: You want to trade caric? You want to trade
1: Ritz? I don't think it'll work. I don't look like you. Probably not. There has to be magic. Nix, is there magic in the paper?
2: Yeah, it's what lets you cross the barrier. What barrier? The one we just walked through.
1: We walked through a barrier?
2: Did you not feel the magic?
1: Magic hurts! That didn't hurt!
2: Not all magic hurts.
1: Oh. I learn something new every day. Like, not all dragons want to kill you. Not all magic hurts. It's.
2: I oh no, I all hope. dragons want to kill you. You just wait. Moltres okay. will eat you.
1: I mean, snakes tried to eat me too. One succeeded. Hey,
4: next, do you remember Arch Archmage Jordan's name?
0: Wait.
2: I made a note of it too. I don't have that notebook anymore. I actually wrote it down because it was so fucking silly. Shit! Well, All
0: right, missed, I'm missed I'm, a... I'm pausing this to go back to find that, because <laughs> oh, okay. you guys found out from proprietor. Yep. Yeah, we
2: found out from his proprietor. Name. His name was something like stupid fucking silly. It thing.
0: was. I have, and, I have and, it
2: written down in a notebook that I got rid of.
4: And Nick's promised he would call him that the next
1: time he saw him. Okay, it's not. I, that I think that's I gotta me. stick that's by that promise. What? Said Matt's going through nodes.
0: Yes, I am.
2: Um, yes, he is. It would have been when we arrived in Neverwinter. Yes. So 21
0: or 20? 20. Something like that. I don't remember. Uh it's gotta be 20, which I hope not, because I don't I literally don't know what the fuck happened to session 20 in my notes. 18? Fuck, that might be one of the ones I don't know why I'm missing because I have all my sessions and it goes up to 19 and then it goes to 21 fucking hell um, boys it would
1: have been session 19 because session 21 was my second note page um, and I was taking notes um, and the one dated two weeks before that because we used to do the, pod- the podcast every two weeks was my session one um, so that would have been session 20 So session 19 was their arrival In Neverwinter I used to take notes Now I take notes every once in a while <laughs> Fuck Honestly now I just listen to the podcast
0: Yeah I was about to say we might have to actually Just find this in the podcast because I I'm doing usually... that now well, Or hell none of us could just
3: remember the name
0: I know right Well it was like one of like those obscure things that are just like like a giggle thing and then moving on. His name was Chuckle Nuts.
3: Chuckle Nuts Jerton. Sounds about right for him though. (laughs) Hey Chuckle Nuts. I'm one hundred meters from your location and closing fast. Start running.
0: Jeez. Hold on. My god, if you can find them.
3: I expect all of this to be in the episode, Robin.
0: Us <laughs> <laughs> struggling to find our fucking thing. It's Famior. Famior? Yep. Okay, I'm writing
4: that down, too. <laughs> I just went back through the podcast. It's campfires and hotels. Yeah.
1: Was it session 20? Or
4: I, it doesn't say what number it is,
1: hmm.
4: but it's a hundred and twelve-ish minutes in.
5: <laughs> nice.
4: <laughs> just kept 12-ish. skipping forward till we got there.
3: Twelve-ish. <laughs> okay. Is that like elvish but a dozen of them? Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Which but accounts family? for the hundred. So you just call it twelve-ish, and you go ah, so like a hundred and twelve.
0: All right, so All right. you can unpause. Indeed. So you guys cross the bridge, and, and this is... It, it's it's probably closer to nine at night, but from, you know... At the time, Nix, you were still used to being up at night and trying to sleep during the day for the most part. You would know that the area to your left uh, where uh, Spunky the dog turned into Harkle the human... Uh, area with the with the fountain and and just the area for walking and conversing uh, is usually filled with the mages and wizards here, who would come out and just have a drink or two and just chat with each other like social time. Uh, there's there's maybe five people, kind of just huddled together having a conversation. It doesn't look from their body language, it doesn't look like anything too crazy. It's like they're like concern, but it's more like a group of friends are just kind of hanging out blacking off
1: So Cax is going to look at the large tower and rather large uh, buildings, er, or congregation of buildings surrounding it and go who lives here?
5: Quite
2: a few people it's essentially an academy for wizards
1: A school for wizards?
4: Yeah, a lot of
2: magic in there.
4: Yeah, there's. I met this one chick. She could turn into a bear. Awesome.
1: Sounds scary. Hmm. I don't feel safe here.
4: Yeah, you're you're with us. You'll be fine.
1: No, it's not that I I, I think we're going to be attacked. Just a school for for wizards. It sounds like a lot of magic some magic hurts not all magic though sounds like a lot of pain
2: well there's no guarantee that you'll
5: be hurt
3: here yeah
1: there's no guarantee
3: i won't be hurt here i want to turn to Nyx and say so what are we doing here i know originally we were planning to head back to neverwinter but with news of those uh drow scouting parties we've had a change in priority, I guess.
2: Yeah, and we've come here to speak with the Archmage to get more intel on scouting parties. Hmm. Try to see what we can figure out, find out why they're coming to the surface and why they're not raiding. Okay. Muldra's only had superficial
3: information. The Archmage might have more. Okay. Do you have access to him, or do we need to go
2: We've got a... Pretty good favor with him. I'm fairly certain we can get an audience with him. All right,
3: lead the way. Let's go find him.
2: I'm gonna head inside the building and find one of those glowy orb things.
0: All right. So for our 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 newly inducted people into the uh, the school inside of here, it is massive with these giant arch arch ceilings. Uh, works of art, there's like, you know, the typical like uh, set of armor set on a stand kind of thing. Uh, Portraits and paintings of landscapes and old people in robes, the typical kind of what you would see just showing off all this history and culture inside this building. Um, Up in front of you, it it looks like essentially like a, a circular... Uh, ...desk. Um, no way to get inside the middle, but the middle is hollow. Uh, behind that is seems to be a couple stairwells that lead up to a second floor. And it's almost like a balconied hallway... ...with many, many different rooms that go to the left and to the right. Um, as you get closer to the desk, uh, both the left and the right open up. And for as far as the eye can see, they kind of wrap slowly around... Uh, you notice just countless doorways and and areas to sit, kind of like uh, if you look in a mall, how they have like the seating in the middle of, of the hallway, kind of thing. There's a lot of that, um, but y- it's it's deathly quiet inside here. You have, see a couple people walking around, um, and as Nick's mentioned, as he walks over to a desk, a ball, a floating like luminescent ball about the size of like. Nix's head, like, rises up from the middle and just kind of hovers there.
2: I will approach said ball. We seek an audience with Archmage Juritan. Is he available?
0: It glows brighter for a moment and then fades back to its kind of neutral... Uh, luminescence that you kind of remember from when you were trying to locate, like, libraries and where you could rest for the night, things like that. Um, It doesn't respond to you. It, however, begins to travel in the direction uh, to your right, down the long, stretched hallway uh, that you know that his uh, chambers are located.
2: Alright, come on. We gotta keep up with the glowing ball of death. Wait,
1: did you say Archmage? j Jer- Jer-
2: Yes, Juritan. He's the brother of your proprietor.
1: There's two of them? Yeah. I didn't know property Juritan had a brother.
2: Uh, from what I know, they don't exactly get along.
1: Well, that makes sense why you never said anything about him.
2: I think, like, differences in priorities or
4: something. I don't know. I mean, he had us deliver flowers to his dead wife, so he didn't have to go. So maybe he just doesn't care that much about that type of shit. Well, that's also plausible.
1: Nix, you're like you're like a wizard or something, right?
4: Or
5: something.
1: Well, that sounds <laughs> ominous. Anyway, like it doesn't make sense that they don't see eye to eye. Like they they both collect knowledge. They should be friends.
2: Well, you can bring that up with him when we see him.
1: Come on. I'm right next to you. Mm.
2: Yeah, well, stop dawdling.
1: I'm not dawdling. No dawdling. Dawdler?
2: Continue following the
1: Orb. Cool.
0: Cax continues <laughs> dawdling. <laughs> <Daddler>. <laughs> 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 Fucker. Okay. Um so it leads you down and you kind of pass where, you know, the cafeteria is. Um, you notice the sta- like the kind of spiral staircase near you as you keep traveling is where you remember that library being uh, up on your left. Uh, you keep going down and there's a couple people and you, you see you don't see any familiar faces, but people seem to like kind of recognize you. Sometimes when you travel places, people don't know you. You get kind of like the stairs as you walk by. There's nothing of that. There's a couple people you kind of walk past like a woman in a yellow robe and she just kind of like nods appreciatively as she continues to walk in her own direction. Um, You do reach the end of the hallway now and it, it just ends right with his office. There's just a big large door and it just ceases to go any further right there. Uh, the door's closed but the ball kind of leads you to it and then just begins to make its trek back to the front desk. I will knock on the office door. And after like a good five seconds, you hear a click. And then the door just creaks open all the way. Yep. And sitting at his desk, kind of looking at something and has his hand as he's using uh, telekinesis to open the door is uh Archmage Juritan. He is a, a bald uh elderly elf. For the people who don't know him, his robes are pure black. Uh it's the most striking feature. It's it's as if the black itself, it's the blackest black you guys have ever seen. It's almost as if it's like absorbing the light around it. It's it's it catches your eye immediately before the person wearing uh, the robes looks up and he has a little bit of a goatee and he smiles ah you survived yeah
2: yeah we, we survived
0: come in have a seat and you hear you hear like a a screeching and as you guys are going in the room you look over and there's two chairs in front of his desk and a larger chair begins to make its way across the floor and a smaller chair uh, also accompanies it.
2: So as I'm sitting down we uh we ran into Muldre's on our way into town.
0: Ah yes, he he said you were uh, making your way. I was excited to hear that. Yeah, yeah. He uh
2: he briefed us as much as he could or wanted to on the uh, the scouting parties that have been spotted outside Silvery Moon. I figure you'd be interested in that. I gotta know what my uh, what my people are up to.
0: And you see, he he kind of like points to a tray, and it lifts up in the air and then floats out of the room. Well, while we wait for some refreshments. That's, uh, plenty of time for that, actually. It's, the day is getting a little long. Uh, who are your
2: friends? Uh, yeah. This is, um, Key
0: and Cax. Kobold, this far south.
1: Yeah. This is, uh,
0: yep. Oh, okay, and my, you're a Hefty one.
3: Thank you. It's all you know, self made.
0: <laughs> he, he he gives you a, a kind smile. He looks over at Thrim and he, he nods. You look as healthy as ever.
4: Eh, you know, good appetite. How are the eye treatments? Seem to work fine. Haven't had any weird side effects. Well, besides like not being able to see as far in the dark, but I was told that was going to happen.
0: Indeed. Oh, here it comes now, and you see this, like, tray with, like, uh, a large cup, a couple medium cups, and a small cup, and this rather large, like, tin pitcher at the top of it. And it begins, he twists a finger, and it begins to pour out, uh, like, this tea. And as the steam kind of floods out, uh, You guys are getting, like, hints of, like, peppermint coming from it. And with another swish of the finger, they all distribute to all of you.
1: Axe obviously gets the big cup.
0: Uh, Obviously.
2: (laughs) When I take my cup, I'm going to wave my hand over it and cool it off. You see the steam just kind of gone.
1: So, uh... Mr Archmage sir? Um I heard you're related to uh to uh mister Mr Property Jertin. Pro- 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 proprietor Jertin. Yeah.
0: Oh uh, yes, he he did give himself that title, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, that's that's my brother.
1: That's that's what I found out. That's what I found out. I heard you guys weren't really friends.
0: Not exactly that we're not friends, we just differ in our life goals, I would suppose.
1: Huh.
0: I'd t- you're familiar with him?
1: Some people might say that, yeah. Ah, uh, so... I-, I might be some people, but, you yeah. know, I'd say we're friends.
0: So you would know, then, that his number one priority is coins.
1: That's kinda why I'm with these ones, actually, funny enough. For money? Yeah! We were we were uh gonna be paid to do work and then we never got paid because we never went back.
0: Uh well, that's yeah. unfortunate.
3: Yeah, we were hoping you could tell us, uh some more information about those drow scouting parties. If they're not all that serious, we could take our time to detour back to Neverwinter. Get paid. Rearm before heading out.
0: Oh, well. for everything these gentlemen have done, I'd be more than happy to provide a portal to Neverwinter. In, in due time. I'm more
2: concerned about Silvery Moon right now.
0: Sure. No, I I understand your 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 trepidation with with that topic. What? Do you happen to know the hierarchy of Silvery Moon? No, I'm I'm fairly unfamiliar with it. It's a, it's an elven city, kind of on the fringes of a uh, no man's land per se to the east, uh, a vast scouring desert of. Death and destruction. in the past the drow have mostly focused their wars. I'm sure we we've discussed this, you know, to no end would before you left uh, with the three cities on the sword coast. yeah, which is why this is concerning to me. Well nope. so I've been in contact with Lady Emiratus. She's the leader, or some would say queen, though she doesn't like that title. Her people have told her that everything seemed all right. They're not exactly unfamiliar with drow raids or raiding parties. They have stopped in this region, however. My contacts in all three major cities have told me they haven't ...had any reports of any drow activity. Now it seems to be over there. But it's all just... ...they travel... ...at night. I, unfortunately, can't... ...be without the help of Muldres, so I sent out, as you can probably notice... ...most of our forces to... ...help bolster defenses. Uh, as a precautionary measure yeah I noticed the city was a little thin now everybody else who went with them we haven't had a single casualty everybody is reporting in there just seem to be from what they've said they travel out on the surface at night and then during the day they just disappear That would be the strange thing. They don't seem to know where they're based out of. Usually we assume they're based out of, just like with the werewolf situation, out of a little cave that had been dug up recently. But during the day they find nothing. So that leads me to believe they either conceal that, which we know that they do, or they're tricking the
3: hell out of us they checked out the Evermores?
0: Uh, slightly. I'm not sure. you am not sure if you're from this area. Evermores is a vast, desolate swampland with uh, hazardous creatures and fauna as far as the eye can see. I don't imagine that they would choose such a spot. It would be as hazardous to them as it would be to us, but... We have imagine. considered. Hmm.
3: they but, find one safe haven there, they're all set to continue scouting and raiding if they have a, sp- a place they can go home to.
2: Have these scouting parties been noticed inside the city limits,
0: or are they only outside? Oh, they're only very far away from the cities. They're barely visible from roads at night. They. We had one of our group he had an idea he had him and a few of his other troops disguise themselves as as merchants in a hurry to go from Long Saddle to uh, a southern settlement called Belliard and they made it very lucrative included a few minor magical items that could have been detected and we tried to or they tried to set a trap for them they knew they were there they knew they were out and they didn't take the bait they just let it go by
2: they must be looking for something specific that's
0: our thought as well but that is all we know here I'm waiting for more information I have uh, nightly conversations with them usually before dinner time and nothing new has been reported for a week and a half now lady emiratus is confident that she can handle whatever comes our way ever since the three Wars the elves have taken this more seriously than the other races and they are prepared for any sort of invasion the drow could throw at silvery Moon So for now, it's more of a curiosity. Speaking of the drow, Nix, maybe a week after you all went to Neverwinter, we had someone come from a place they call the Encampment. He identified himself as Scout Arnel, and he wished to divulge a little bit of information about a group known as the redeemed what did he say well he didn't exactly make a plea as well as try to have us understand that a rogue faction of drow and a few other races has been Exiled—is exiled the right word? No, traveled to the surface to live, to, to get away from the influence of the Spider Queen. You ever wondered
2: how I got to the surface?
0: I figured as much. You 2 he, he kind of nods to you, t- you, Nixon, Thrim, with your cautiousness, and you unfortunately remember the tests we had to put you through to divulge your loyalty. You guys are no fans of the society. We had conversations at length about the oppressiveness of it. So after a while, and after a few more visits from Scout Arnell, we are aware of their existence in the forest to the southeast. And we are have a little bit of an understanding. We had a trade caravan come through. Um, They were looking to write penis on my map. (laughs) Alright, cut that! <laughs> no, that has to be left in. No, they just wrote. They wrote maps of penis on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: that was fucking funny. It
4: was. It was probably. It was probably Rungle. It definitely Rungle. Running towards a
0: map, just like ha. <laughs> <laughs> they they came to us with with a surprising amount of meat and skins to trade. And, well, we're a lot of wizards here, so we depend on outside sources for food, mostly. We were more than happy to take that and, in exchange, help them with imbuing a few minor artifacts of power for them. Um, kind of give them a little bit of direction, uh, sent a few maps of the surface to help them navigate. I wouldn't say we're close allies with this camp, um but we are willing to help them if they have need of us. I greatly appreciate
2: your assistance with them. To be honest, we're going
0: to need all the help we can get. Ah, that brings us back to our conversation that we had before you left. We had a theory, didn't we? That the being that you were looking for had something to do with the mountain on the other side of the range. How did that turn out?
5: We
2: accomplished our goals, more or less. I can't be certain on what the outcome of that will be, but I- I'm hopeful.
0: I'm glad to hear that. I know you were very conflicted when we kind of were throwing around ideas that the god that you worshipped, Potentially could be not in this realm of existence.
2: Worship is a strong word, but yeah. I'm still fairly conflicted, but my end goal remains the same. And if that being God or whatever is willing to assist, then I'll take it.
0: Well, in that case, I'm glad you found what you went to accomplish when you left our care here. Rest assured, I was a little concerned when we felt some of the rumbles from that long dormant mountain. Saw the smoke come from over the mountain ridge when the winds were heavy. And then it just faded. Yeah. He kind of just, like, looks at you as if he's just examining your response to that.
2: Nyx is kind of staring off into space, kind of, like, not entirely there, mentally reliving that entire
0: endeavor. So, uh, what's next on the agenda for all of you?
2: Most immediately pressing is figuring out what the hell those scouting parties are after. We have some theories, but we can't be certain. We need to build numbers, followers, recruits, whatever you want to call them. Well, there there may be a war on the horizon, and it probably won't be
0: pretty. Well, when it comes to the Drow, it Normally, never is.
4: I did kind of have an idea to see if one of our theories is correct. Spread word that a drow and a smaller stone giant have been found on the road close to. Fuck, I forgot the name of the city. Uh, Silvery Moon? Was that the name of the city? It's the one the scouts are going to, yeah. Yeah. A sp- spread word that a drow and a smaller stone giant have been found, seen on the road headed towards Silvery Moon and see if they get closer to the road to try and spot camps or anything like that to see if they're looking for us or not.
2: See if it causes increased
0: activity. Yeah. A novel idea, especially if you think they're looking for you, but how would we spread that word to them? Good point,
4: but word seems to get around when you spread it. And I imagine if they're looking for something, they out ways
0: there's people they're talking to. He begins to, like, scribble something down on a note. Well, tomorrow when I check in, I'll, uh, see if Lady Emiratus is, uh, willing to entertain that idea.
2: You, You said you tried sending out baited caravans, right? Yes. You could do the same thing, but have the members of said caravan start gossiping among each among themselves saying that they saw you know, people of our description actually have them talk about it while they're on the road when they know the scouts are nearby and listening if they get jumped and questioned they'd probably fend off any scouting party and then report back saying that it was successful if they don't, then we know that it's not us that they're looking for, but something else.
0: He's like, like, kind of like doing the typical, like, stroking is like longer, go- like shorter goatee. Actually, the leader of that group that decided to do the caravan idea, embarrassingly, is a talented illusionist we're looking to get the word out that there is a drow and a stone giant make it look like there actually is exactly and he begins to like scribble down very fastly fastly Fastly. yep that's uh 135 talking fastly I'll send this to her tomorrow your
3: illusion is very good how many drow and stone giants could she make
0: well, for for this endeavor to see how they react to it, just the one each would do.
2: No, but he's got a point. If we could do this in multiple locations where the
3: scouts are, yeah, see well, if we get the I, same I, I reaction. When you could have eight caravans go
0: out, all with a Drow and Stone Giant, and he he pulls out a map, and it's it's not as like. It, it, it's it's about as detailed as as your map, nicks, and he kind of like points. There are three roads out of Silvery Moon: one that goes to Mithril Hall, one that goes south to Belliard, and another that ends in the middle of nowhere to the east. If we sent a caravan to each with illusions, that might make them scatter quite a bit
1: so forgive me if this is a stupid question but if a scouting party attacks the caravan with the drow and the stone giant right and then your mages fend off the scouting party right ...and then they're supposed to report back that it was successful... I-I-I guess I don't understand to where the success comes in, because you've just killed a scouting party! Like... Are you supposed to... ...be like, you're- like, what- what's the goal there? Are you supposed to... ...be... ...convincing them that there's... ...a drowned stone giant out there, in which case you'd want the scouts to escape? And then they'd relay that information. Or are you just hoping that the scouting party attacks the caravan when they see a Drow and Stone Giant because they could just attack the caravan anyway, and you could have the wrong group, I guess. Like this, su- I don't, I don't see what the what the success is. He- and this is coming was... from someone that attacked caravans for a living.
0: Don't like I would attack he, like, anything. He, he like eyes you, Kaxi. Goes interesting, and he like scribble something down on a piece of paper. Yeah, your brother already knows that, too. Dax,
3: if they attack the caravans, we know they're looking for those two. Well, if, not
1: necessarily.
3: If they I don't... I would attack
1: a caravan with a drow and a stone giant. It doesn't stop me. Well, And I'm not looking for them.
3: But we know the drow are looking for something or one. Because they ad-
4: already haven't attacked caravans.
2: They've already actively ignored ones with lucrative items. They're looking
3: for something specific. If we can cross Nixon and Thrym off the list, that narrows it down to only a couple things they could be after. But if Nix and Thrym are on the table, then we know, okay, they're up here
0: looking for them. It also goes to show how much force they would put into the attack.
2: We might need to run the caravans a couple of nights The scouts will notice them on the first night And if they're genuinely looking for us It would be on subsequent nights that they'd bring up a troop They've fought us before They know that we're not Gonna stand by and just take it
1: I guess I guess I still don't understand If you send out three caravans With Three With three Thryms and three Nixes. Are the scouts not going to be like, hey, we saw the, the escapees that we want to go kill, and they're like, no, we saw the escapees that we want to go kill, and now they're in two different places. It's like, oh well, someone's fucking with because shit. Because
4: now they need to handle both caravans. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's for the us. point. They have to when they actually go to attack, they have to split up because they're not sure which one is right.
3: I'm assuming each of these parties that they're that they have is bulky enough to attack Rim and Nix because there's no point in sending the party if they can't make a move when they see them. Nix and Thrim have already proven to be slipperier than a fish covered in lube. You know? They're hard to catch. They need to be ready to get them.
1: There's a phrase. Fish covered in what?
3: Lube. Lubricant. A, uh, a substance that is very slick and slippery. If I, if I covered the floor in lube, uh, you would
0: slide across it. the Archmage leans over, he goes, and what is it used for? Many things.
3: Gears, wheels, um, home applicants to keep the skin moist. It's a very useful, uh,
4: thing. <laughs> it's and curious. Threms just kind of got <coughs> Gnomes! <coughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, the scouting party that you two thought thaw- fought to the east had maybe what 20 drow soldiers plus a priestess and a sirlon digger yeah we had a we oh had a troop God. of werewolves on our side too now you have my category. my reports are that The scouts they're seeing are no more than three or four drow at a time. Could just be legitimate scouts to a larger base. That tells me that they might have forces larger in weight. That is why... I feel if we were to send the whole caravan idea to Cax's point to help understand is that if they... Apply significant force to a caravan with Nyx or Thrim on it, then we know that's what they're after.
1: I just think sending out multiple Nyx and Thrims is. Sure, it's going to split up the group, but are they not smart enough to know that there's not more than one Nyx and Thrim? Like yeah, if, three, but... if three different scouting parties report seeing Nixon and Thrym in three different parts of the world most people wouldn't go my god they multiplied! Like that's, that's ridiculous. Even they'd I know, know that know they didn't it... multiply.
3: Yes they know it's an illusion but the issue is they can't risk putting all their eggs in one basket when there's a two thirds chance they're wrong.
1: but there's a 100% chance that it's an illusion.
3: Not necessarily. If all three of us, if we go out with the caravan, and two other caravans go out with the Nix and a the Thrym, then, then they have to decide, okay, how do we split the forces to handle the caravans? Because if they attack one of them, and Nix and Thrym hoof away on the attack, they have essentially wasted their time, and we get to slip out. And no they don't what,
2: No matter what, they have to investigate it. If it is us that they're going after, yeah, they'll recognize that there's a chance. Yes, they they, they'll be told that there were three separate sightings of us. But if they have, but that they're not going to pass up that chance. They'll send off. They'll send out troops to all three of those
3: locations just to confirm whether or not they're illusions or they are us. That proves that they a have a worthy base in the area, B, they're hunting down Nixon Thrim or not, if they don't send anything, and C, they don't know uh, you or I are here. Hell, they don't know Nixon Thrym are here yet. I mean, when was the last time they'd heard of you?
1: I just don't don't fully understand what the point of it all is, I guess, but that's okay. I don't need to.
2: We're just looking to confirm what these scouts are after, whether it's us, because we're fugitives, or if they're looking for more powerful things, because they've obviously ignored caravans with minor magical items on them. They're looking for something near Silvery Moon. They know something that we don't, and they're obviously building up some kind of force. We need to
0: know why. History has shown us the drow come to the surface for two things. To commit war and the books will say two but I have a different theory but honestly to bring back slaves there have been reports that have been documented that Larger forces of drow have come, and they usually go after elven settlements. Think of it as a sick revenge for the drow to take elven slaves. For whatever reason, they would need them.
2: The Theirselves were the first to drive us underground.
0: They've tried three times. To siege and destroy the three powers on the Sword Coast. And in the history books, not once have they gone after Silvery Moon.
1: I guess I still just don't understand why or how knowing if they're going after Nixon Thrim or something else is going to help us, like either way, they should be stopped, right? So what does it matter what they're going after? Well,
3: we can determine if, if it's if a small party or part of the pieces Cax I'm
1: sorry I heard like four voices in my head and only saw it two mouths moving I don't know what happened
3: it determines <laughs> if they're looking for us Vayran or pieces for the orb okay and if we determine they're not coming after us then it's one of two things
4: and we can walk freely.
1: But what, what does if that matter? Like if we it have turns to stop out, them.
2: We do have to stop them, but we don't know what level, how, how large their power is right now. We don't know what the group is. But if we determine that they're not after us, then we have to assume that they're after one of the orbs. And if that's the case... We may not be able to take on an army of drow looking for this, but we might it might give us a chance to get to that orb before they do. If we can confirm that that's what they're after, then we can put our efforts towards finding it before they do.
1: And if they're coming after us, then we just don't go for the orb?
2: Well, if they're coming after us, then we can assume that they're not directly after the orb in that area, and we can just avoid the area. We can let them continue to believe that we're over there and just not go.
3: We are not prepared to take on an army of Drow. You would need an army to fight Nixon Thrim or Vayrin. You would not need an army to go you know, scrounging about for an orb. So it just determines their military presence in the area. That's all we need to know, Cax.
1: You don't need an army to take down an army. You only need two people to take down a caravan, trust me. Which means you only need maybe a dozen people to take down a small... a small group. Maybe a couple dozen to take down a entire I'm really army.
3: not surprised your group fell apart. All right, Cax, what
2: would you propose we do?
1: Probably avoid the people that want to kill us? Just a thought. <laughs> Just a thought. We have... There's a dragon! Wants to be friends with you, like to send a dragon. I don't
3: know. I'm gonna turn to Archmage Juritan. Do you have a kobold sized dome we can just place over him
0: for the time no, of? but I could conjure something up. Uh, to for the sake of transparency here, uh, what is this orb you're speaking of?
1: Before anyone answers any questions, I have one last question. Where's the nearest tavern or inn?
0: There's a cafeteria right down the hall.
1: Is that a place I can stay?
0: Uh, There are so many empty rooms in this building right now. uh, Feel free to choose a bed.
1: I'll find one, and Cax is going to get up from his chair and leave just
0: okay. walk out. It's <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry, did, did did I offend him? No, I probably did, to be honest. So, anyway, this, this orb you're speaking of, I take it it's some sort of dangerous artifact? It's a piece
2: to a god-level weapon originally
0: used by Lulth. And the second you say that, he, like, does the thing and the door, like, closes and you hear a latch. Well, this is enlightening. What else can you tell me about this?
2: All we know is that possession of all the pieces of this weapon
3: will essentially determine the victor of this war. The last time Loth had the weapon, she banished our Lord Veyron to the Plane of Fire and most of his followers. She killed most of his followers with it. Wiped them off the face of the planet. They did not survive. That's why Lord Veyron's presence is so underfelt.
0: Well, that is on brand for her, isn't that right?
3: The Redeemed are a segment of people loyal to Varen who are committed to overthrowing her.
2: Unfortunately, we need to get the pieces of this weapon before she does.
0: Well, I'd like to say I have good news for you, but I really am in the dark about this artifact. This is the first I've heard of such a thing. They must have really kept it a secret. It was kept out of the books.
2: Probably by hiding any evidence of its existence would prevent it from getting into the hands of anyone who would dare face off against her.
0: Lady Emiratus and I, we have a little bit of a history together. We've known each other for 80 years at this point. We share secrets that could tear the city-states apart on a whim. But not once have we heard of such an artifact. So unfortunately, I can't get you anywhere closer to... discovering its location or keeping it away from the drow. But if that's what they're looking for... there could be more out there than we very well think. There very well could be. The pieces were scattered upon its usage.
3: Realistically... If we only had one and were able to protect it, she wouldn't be able to assemble it. However, it would be nice to turn the tide in our favor with it.
0: Indeed. He's like, he... He... he Just look, I'm not writing anything down about this artifact. Just like it has been, it may need to stay off the records. And he's writing down a couple notes... Um, he's not like hiding it or anything like that's plainly on his desk. I will share more information with the lady. Unfortunately, you miss Scout Arnell by a matter of three days. He comes here every two weeks, so I will assemble some notes for him next time he arrives and send them down to the encampment if you so wish, Nixon Thrim. Don't mention us by name. No. I know better than to put that sort of thing in writing. But yeah. I'll turn to
3: Nixon Thrim and say, So what is the plan? Do we go east to investigate further, or do we return back to Neverwinter real quick, before heading back over?
0: If if I may. This is going to take me about... At least until tomorrow night to gather more information as well as communicate with Silvery Moon and my associates over in that side of the world. If you wanted to, either tonight or in the morning, I could send you to Neverwinter, and it would be a matter of just finding the proper mages, and they would be able to teleport you back here. I don't have any contacts there, so unfortunately you might need to pay for a fare. But if you wanted to resume some business in Neverwinter and then return tomorrow, that is an option.
3: You only need about a day. If that.
2: It would certainly appease Cax, get him to calm down. Yeah.
0: I gotta stop pushing his buttons. Not to sound overly cautious I mean we have invited drow into our city after all but uh kobold
3: that guy will hit uh, you know he can hit a button with an arrow
0: 50 yards away that's all fine combat acuity is obviously a boon when you're traveling the world but are you sure you know where his loyalties are at a goddamn clue for me. Kex
2: has an interesting level of instinct to him. His main priority seems to be keeping himself alive, but he knows who to stick with when it comes to that. He claims that his loyalties lie with the highest bidder, but he's had opportunities to betray us and hasn't taken them.
4: It seems like with him, if you treat him with respect and loyalty, he will do the same.
2: In some ways, I feel like he's just as lost as the rest of us, unable to find a home. I wouldn't worry
0: too much about his loyalty. All right. Like I said, it's probably just me being overly cautious, but I just worry about outside sources. no offense, Uh, he, was it? Yes, Keith. Not to dwell on racial stereotypes, but kobolds tend to ally with the more evil beings of Faerun. What about a drow and a stone giant? Well, they have proven to be uh, quite the positive influence on the world thus far. Proven... With seemingly quite a few people. Well. Cax has helped us get out
3: of a few sticky situations. Cax has so, helped us. And I'm an ex bang of Loth myself. It's
2: I think as a group we serve as uh don't judge a scroll by its outer writings.
0: And as he as he's talking, he like gets up and as as kind of an older elf. He, like, stretches, and you can kind of hear, like, the bones cracking a little bit. He goes over, and he's got a giant bookcase behind him, and lots of scrolls laid out. And he finds, like, a, a thin, uh, a thin, like, stick. Um, and just places it on his desk. And he begins to, like, move his fingers on it, and you can see, like, swirls of white energy kind of, like, move in and out of it. Well, just let me know if you guys would wish a uh, portal to be erected to Neverwinter either tonight or tomorrow morning or however you please. Tomorrow morning would make a good wake-up gift for Cax. Well, Thrym and Nix know this facility well. We have food down the hall and like I told him, there were plenty of empty rooms for you guys to sleep in. Um, A couple on the second floor do have multiple beds in if you prefer to stay together, which uh, I understand if you want some space or want to be grouped together. It's understandable for being on the road. The only high-ranking other figure we have around here is Muldrez and he points above. And uh, do you remember that Tower that you helped us out with, with the golem in it. Yeah, Clancy uh, uh, took it as his own. Is so he still practicing necromancy? Uh, within acceptable parameters. There haven't been uh, any opportunities for him to flaunt his stuff, as we haven't really had the opportunity to uh, test anyone else's loyalty. But nope. no more this- undead chickens running around. Ah, no, thank goodness. I worry someone's gonna, well, a hunter's gonna grab that and decide to try to eat that. And poor man or woman will probably end up getting themselves killed by that. Anyway, if you guys would like to rest the night, you're more than welcome to. I have one last thing to work on for tonight, and then I need to get some rest as well. I shall prepare the portal tomorrow as well, I always have it handy for the day thank you and he does the finger wave you hear the door unlatch and then uh, creaks open all the way I'll exit first thank you for the drink oh my pleasure there's uh, more tea in the uh, cafeteria if you'd uh, enjoy more of that We'll see you in the uh the morning Famior. And he like looks up. Yes. Nyx is just oh. smirking to himself. Ah, uh, Nick, uh stick around for a moment, will you? Okay. Well, I guess that's my cue, so I'm gonna get some food.
2: Grab me some fruit
0: while you're down there. Thanks. So he just casually, after uh, Thriman Key leave, just closes the door. He doesn't latch it, and he takes that wand and just slides it over to you. What's this? Like, I apologize if this is unwarranted, but something about that kobold is just bothering me. This isn't much of an enchantment on this. It will break as soon as you use it. One shot. But this will allow you to put him in a paralyzed state if he decides to do anything shady. And it is a one shot of hold person. Okay. I really hope you don't have to use this. And I hope my instincts are wrong. But just to be uh, on the safe side.
5: No,
2: I, I understand your caution. I've had my fair share of...
0: <laughs> the word escapes me right now. I've been uh, fairly... wa- watching Xander say fuck you in Muted is, yeah, it's very distracting and amusing.
2: <laughs> I've had my own fair share of trepidation with the uh, latest members of our group. But like I said, Cax has proven himself fairly trustworthy. I, I'll take this with me, but I too hope that I don't need to use it.
0: Anyway, that's really all I have for you tonight. Uh, I'll be around tonight if you uh, wish to speak. I'm. He points over there. There is a door that you kind of just didn't really know support. It's kind of like next to a bookshelf that looks like it's on like a sliding ramp he goes just knock on the main door and I'll answer but if you feel the need to talk tonight feel free to stop on by I have a lot to think about tonight I'm sure you gentlemen do as well
2: yeah yeah I'm sure we do there's um something I wanted to ask you I've perused your library in the past. You you wouldn't happen to have anything on on gods,
0: would you? You're more than happy to look. That might be a little I'd say skimpy in that category of it would be in the same region that the religion books would be in that you looked at last time
2: and realize how
0: small that was, but you're you more than focus, helpful to look. I know your focus is more on arcane
2: magics and whatnot, but I don't know. I'm just trying to figure some things out and just trying to find a balance.
0: Oh, understandable.
2: Is the library open at night?
0: Oh, yes. Uh, all of the Uh, attendees have gone home unfortunately you'll have to uh, peruse through the books yourself
2: that's fine I'll have most of the night to do that sure
0: enjoy your night Archmage thank you you too he pops the door and he he gets up again and he he offers you a hand
2: I'll take it and shake it professionally Professionally.
5: Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: gotta blow it up, man.
0: Yeah, it's gotta have the explosion at the end or else it doesn't count.
3: While prim and I are going to get food, I want to kind of say to him under, you know, low breath so no one else can hear. don't like the guy. He gives me the heebie-jeebies.
4: Yeah, he's harmless.
3: Yeah, I got... I got all my you know, senses firing off on him. I don't know why he hated Kex so much. If he's willing to trust a drow and a stone giant, he's a singular kobold he's worried about. So something tells me he's knowing a little more than he's letting on.
4: Either that or this place just really hates kobolds. Because when we were back in the registration office...
3: Yeah, that 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 kobold thing. That's generational. But I don't know. That guy's got so, something about him. Don't like him.
4: Well. Nope. He's a business contact. Don't have to like him. Don't have to trust him. Just He's useful. And if Things have to be taken care of. They have to be taken care of.
3: You said this place has fruit. I remember Nicks likes bananas. That means yeah. I need bananas because that might help me contact Viren.
4: Okay. And uh. <laughs> so, uh, I'm you, guessing you're... we've reached the cafeteria at this point. Yes, you have. Uh, Throne's just gonna, like, take bread and meat and, like, random things to make a sandwich and
0: see if he can find bananas. Sure. So you go up, um, if you recall, and for, uh, pardon me, keys sake, it's just like, a think of the, like those long cafeteria tables with all the different chairs and stuff. It's a whole bunch of amalgamation of those. Some of them grouped together. Uh, a couple circular tables off to the side. Um, and in the front, it looks like a nice buffet-style kind of setup. Um, as you guys go in there, there's a, there's a couple of robed people in there. Um, and you go over to the front, and you realize like it, it's pretty late at night at this point. Um, but everything looks like it was just made out of a kitchen. Everything looks All the hot food looks fresh and has some nice steam. A lot of meats. You got, like, a little salad bar off to the side. And then you got, like, a, a table off to the side... With, like, baskets. Like, those woven baskets with just, like, nice arrangement of fruits and juices and things like that. And, Key, you see a figure kind of go in front of you and poke Thrym in the back. Hey, you plan on coming to say hi or no? I'll turn and look at this figure. And you turn around and it is Lancey with a big shit-eating grin on his face.
4: Ah. Clancy, the only necromancer I haven't
0: wanted to kill. How many necromancers have you killed?
4: Uh, At least one at this point.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I mean, I don't attack anybody, remember that, right? I remember. Okay, cool. Hey, how's that? that? How's that spell I taught you?
4: Works really well. I've used it quite a few times.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Sometimes I feel like I don't get to practice that shit around here. You know, they get kind of spooked when I do that, but... You know, I'm glad you're using it. That's pretty cool. This, this, this guy with you? Yeah, this is Key. Hey, shit, that's some... me bangs on your armor. That's some, that's some thick shit, man.
3: Thank you. <coughs> it's, uh... It keeps me safe in my travels.
0: Oh, that's great. That's good. Ah, where's, uh, where's Nyx? Uh, uh,
4: Jared and wanted to talk to him about something alone, so. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, that's cool. What are you guys doing
4: back here? Uh, grabbing some food, and we were hoping to get some intel on whatever the fuck the drow are doing over near Moon.
0: Oh. Yeah, I've been off and on. Between the tower and over here, I haven't heard too much about that. That's kind of above my pay grade a little bit, but yeah. Does it sound too serious now? I know everyone had to kind of leave town. I
4: don't know. It seems like they're looking for something. We're just trying to figure out what it might be.
0: Shit, man. Are you guys staying long? Probably not. As long as we need
3: to. Now I'm gonna take my food and go over to a seat in the cafeteria.
0: This seems cool, you guys. What and we know Cuddy ran off, but just uh just you three?
4: No, there's there's a cobalt chilling around somewhere.
1: Oh shit, okay, cool. If Clancy's been in the cafeteria this whole time, he would yeah. have seen Cax at one point. Okay. Uh, as Cax went into the cafeteria, grabbed some bread, and then left the cafeteria.
0: Okay, um, you would have noticed with your passive perception, as you went in and you kind of, like, I'm assuming you glance at the people around, uh, he would have, like, waved at you, like, smiled and waved. At Cax? Yeah.
1: Cax would have looked up and, like, given him a quick wave and then grabbed his food and left.
0: Okay, cool. That's cool, I was trying to get some food, but, uh... You know, I'm fucking full of shit. I'm probably going to, like, puke and shit at the same time on my way back to the tower. You never know.
4: I hate when that happens.
0: Man, that happens to me so much.
4: You might want to get that looked at. That doesn't sound healthy.
0: Well, you know, it's all the meat. I just eat meat all the time. I don't touch any of the vegetables, nothing like that. Besides, if he
3: dies, he can just come back to life.
0: Oh, that's a... that's... no, that's... I can't do that. Damn. I mean, maybe I'll think about turning into a lich at some point, but that's like... that's like hundreds of years down the line. I ain't care about that. You
3: know, set up a little Rube Goldberg machine when you die and pass out, hit the ground, knocks over a domino or something, hits a ball, you know, and so on and so forth, and boom, hits you with a spell.
0: Oh my god, I got this new tower? A while back, I could totally like set up something like multi level like that. That'd be kind of cool.
3: Yeah, why don't you go do that right now?
0: Um. I mean, oh, oh, okay.
4: We did put like
3: a hole
0: through. Oh no, no, we fixed, we fixed the, we fixed that hole. Yeah, that was. That was an interesting fight. There's like one spot in the middle though. We couldn't quite get like a large enough stone at the time, so I just put a big carpet over it, and I kind of put some furniture around it so people don't fall in though.
4: I mean, you have a trap if you need it at some point.
0: That's not a bad idea. I mean, usually I just think about like I got a couple random corpses in the in the closet that I can just like raise up as defense. But <clears throat> no, no, I know what you're saying. It's just you know, as soon as they're done, I just take the take the energy out of them, put them back in the closet.
4: Yeah, I know. Just. Not a fan of that type of stuff.
0: I know. I'm sorry. I know. I saw saw the hair on the back of your near neck kind of kind of perkle up a little bit. Yeah, I have my reasons. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, if you ever wanna you know talk about it or something, I'm uh I'm around. You yeah. Wanna stop by where, the tower.
4: I know where your tower is. I saw they took care of that god awful owl statue.
0: Oh man, that thing was ugly well it was good to see you dude yeah it was uh it was good to see you too uh key
3: yep
0: have a good one
3: i'll just wave one hand and
0: wave i think i'm gonna you know i don't think i'm gonna make it back to the tower i got the i think i got some squirts coming on so uh i might sleep the night here who knows yeah,
4: I'd, I'd find a place to take care of that first, but...
0: Oh, for sure. Alright, guys, you have a good night. You too. He kind of just, uh... Wanders off out of the cafeteria.
3: When he's gone, I'll look at Thrym and ask, uh... uh have you been able to pray at all to Varen?
4: Do I have to pray?
3: I mean, it doesn't hurt. You know, it's nice to try to keep touch with them and talk to him. You know, you're one of the few members of this faith that's actually been able to see him and communicate with them in person.
4: I mean, I guess so. Never really thought about it.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a shot. You know, can't hurt.
4: I guess. I really don't see how bananas would help, though.
3: Neither do I, I just, it's just kind of a Hail Mary. Ah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> this is definitely like a... I, if it works for him, it might work for me.
4: While this is happening, Thrum is like assembling the largest sandwich you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm imagining Scooby-Doo proportions here. Yep.
0: Absolutely, yep. <laughs>
4: And then, once he's got that assembled, he's gonna go grab just one of those giant baskets of fruit. He's gonna put it on top of it.
0: (laughs) Just take the whole basket?
4: Yep. Yes. He's like, I'm gonna go find Nix. I have a feeling I know where he is. I'm gonna eat and sleep. Yeah. I mean if possible there's a lot of rooms here but I imagine Cax probably hasn't gone too far you kind of find him that would probably be helpful maybe yep yeah. alright so Thrym is going to get up and Thrym is going to head where he is pretty sure Nyx is and go to the library
0: sure um so uh, Nix, have you gotten to the library is that where you beeline to Oh yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Free from Jurgen's office
0: to the library. Cool. Um Uh Cax. Uh so after you left the cafeteria, what did you end up doing?
1: Ax left the academy. Okay. He's still he's still on academy grounds, but he has left the building entirely. Um Actually, he is sitting on the far side of the grounds near the fountain. Okay. That was uh on the southern side of that peninsula, and he's just in kind of kind of enjoying the um, overcast potentially clearing up in the evening. Uh, just kind of enjoying his time outside, sure in solitude.
0: Um, so you go out there, and the the fountain is beautiful. And as you kind of walk over to to sit down, you're noticing this like gorgeous display of like multicolored light inside the water as it like like arcs out and lands in the fountain just this beautiful display of like the the gorgeousness of like what magic can do in a a mundane place like a little park Um, there's no one else out at this point the the group of people you saw there before have all but gone this area is mostly dark Um, there's not you know any torchlight or anything uh, a lot of the light is coming from the illumination from the uh, fountain, which is enough for you to get around and and kind of see around you. Um, and you just kind of sit down. And, and Is there anything else you're you're doing while you do that?
1: Pax is gonna walk over to the fountain and he's gonna kind of like look and in, look into the fountain, um, just in the lower basin. Are there? Is it just like a? a- like a mosaic tile bottom is it like a solid piece of rock is there it, anything it, in it like is just looks, looking
0: all the Yeah details. the 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 basin of it when you when you look inside it it it's this beautiful like polished like almost it's hard to tell with the with the shifting colors but you kind of like dip your hand in and it's like, you can tell now it's like a smooth quartz that's been like polished into like this beautiful almost like ceramic uh dial smoothness.
1: Do people use this as like a uh, almost a wishing well type thing where they might flick a coin in?
0: Uh not that you can see no. This thing is pristine on the inside.
1: Cax is gonna after taking a moment to admire the fountain, and take a step back and kinda look around, take note of like the uh bushes and flowers that are I'm assuming surrounding this fountain, making the mm-hmm. entire scene just gorgeous and unique yeah, um he's gonna go take a seat off the path uh where it's going from a brighter um colorful light into a dim and dark light, and he's gonna kinda sit there uh on the ground and he's kinda watch the watch the colors flow through the fountain and watch the water fall from the upper the upper deck of the fountain into the basin and just kind of sit there and enjoy himself for a few hours.
0: Cool. Um, as you're, you're enjoying this scene, um, you hear the crickets around you, just the ambiance is just like... It's, it's what Nyx looks for when he goes out into like the wilderness, just the solitude and the relaxation of it. Um, you do, however, from where you're facing the, the fountain to your left... Uh, you hear the rustling of the bushes. And stepping out of it, maybe 15 feet uh, away from you, is the same uh, person who waved to you inside the cafeteria. And he's like, rustling with his pants a little bit. And he's like, man, fuck, I think I got on the bottom. You just hear him like mutter to himself, and he looks up and he he sees you there. He goes, oh, I'm I'm sorry, you- you trying to get some privacy?
1: I was- I was trying to. Was trying to. I'm sorry.
0: Well, hey, my name's Clancy.
1: It's nice to meet you, Clancy.
0: Ah, oh, nice to meet you too, man. What- What's, what's your name? Cax. Cax? Yeah. Oh. Welcome to the ain't much right now. Uh, it, it, it ain't like you're gonna be alive long enough to really figure this out. And immediately, the robe falls from his body. And the facial structure and the exposed arms morph into a blue, sludge-like appearance. And the left hand goes from a hand into like a dagger and he begins to rush towards you and that is where we will end tonight episode